What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Joining us today is the mega super talented. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss I'm gonna say it like an American and I'm sorry, I'm totally butchering it. Uh Andre Lebrave. Hello. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, show topic suggestions, artist suggestions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Come on, follow us on that TikTok. MoGraph.com. You can see all of Dorpy's (laughs) adventures. Dorpy's Adventures, you can see some stuff that I just put up there randomly, mm-hmm. some Cinema 4D quick tips. I'll be to be doing some more of that here when the holidays kind of, when it's, things slow down a little bit. So yeah. uh, email us, and if you have a very noob question and you're like, wow, this is so noob, I'm scared to ask it, yeah. ask it anyway. We ask don't care. Anyway. We'll answer it. If you'd be surprised, advanced, like yeah. the number of like noob questions that I ask on a daily basis into our <laughs> Slack, you know, into Google. Yeah, it's like like today I asked, "What's the project asset inspector?" Like what it's called because they changed it around at some point within the past four years, and I just couldn't remember yeah. what it was called. I always forget. I was actually using that yesterday, and I always have to shift see it and remember mm-hmm. what it's called. That's cinema. Something, yeah, yeah, in cinema, yeah, yeah. So it's. I have a few comments about cinema. (laughs) All right, (laughs) we'll definitely, we'll definitely do that. Um, I did want to just mention there is some week wrap up stuff, real quick. I want to get to number one. uh, I I meant to mention this last week. I'm sorry. Uh, The scholarship update. I'm sure that the scholarship, yeah, uh, entries. I'm sure everybody wants to know. Uh, the results for that. Who's the winner? Um, it, it, I don't have that yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that it is currently being judged, and uh, we will have the answers or the, the results for that soon. And uh, and then we'll get everybody their prizes and NFT things and such. And then um, I also... Oh, this is, this is cool. I was on TikTok the other day, mm-hmm. and I'll put this in the notes. There was a TikTok ad that came up, like they do, and it was for Apple. And oh, yeah. it was yeah. showing off what the new laptop can do, and on that screen is Cinema 4D, and so that was kind of cool. That's cool. And uh, so uh, I'll put a link to that TikTok. You can, you can watch that ad if you would like. And then um, wanted to do a quick meetup update. How, yes. how are we doing there? How are we doing um, with the meetup? We're doing the meetup. So cool, cool. <laughs> you finally got all the permits approved and everything. So we are good to go. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, super excited. December 4th in Burbank. Um, uh, we're doing a MoGraph meetup, just all, all people MoGraphy. You know, we got a few people coming from out of town. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be celebrating birthdays. There's like four birthdays that weekend. One of them's there mine, are. you know, yeah. which is going to be great. Yours is on the third, then on the fourth is Winbush's fortieth. Uh huh. Revs something. Something. <laughs> and uh Tokyo Megs is like twenty nine or something. All on the same yeah, day. I know. Yeah. I turned thirty nine. When I turn forty, I'm gonna kill myself. Oh God. <laughs> That's terrible. Yep. I got That's one year awful. left. One year left oh, of man. life. There we go. I, I hope you you include in the will, you know that that the rest of the company goes over to me, right? You got well, all that we need out, to discuss right? that. We need to discuss okay, cool, that. cool. Yeah. 
and then uh, oh, uh, a big oh, shout yeah. out! So oh, you gotta get uh, we're yeah, we got a we got a taco truck coming. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We got cornhole, we got frisbees. You know, we're gonna have uh, a bunch of little games for us to play. It's gonna be really really cool. And uh, a big shout out to our sponsors, both Maxon and Otoy, for helping out, uh, helping put this all together. Uh, mm-hmm. We're super happy to have them on board as uh, sponsoring this event. It's gonna be like the last one of the year. So really excited about that. Um, can I can yeah. I talk about some Camp MoGraph news, or do you have that on? Do you have any notes for that? Um, I don't have any, but if you cool. have something to say, well, you can. I don't have anything to say officially yet, other than like we went and checked out a couple of camps last week. Um, super excited about the prospects. Both of them were really, really good. And so it's just all about narrowing down which one's going to be the best one and which one's going to have the most fun. So super excited. Stay tuned because we may we may have an announcement here in the next few weeks or something. Who knows? Wow. All right. Wow. We got a big wow. camp MoGraph meeting tomorrow, so we may make a decision then. So Awesome. Yeah. Um, what else I got on here? Oh, hey. Uh, I hey. did want to mention, uh, speaking of Winbush, mm-hmm. that he does his game night on his Discord on Saturday night, so if anybody is around, it's it's really fun. We we get on and we play, like, Jackbox and, you know, the kind of games that you could just log on in your iPhone real quick for free. We've been mm-hmm. having fun with that, like, uh, I know, like, uh, it just depends from week to week who's there, like, uh, uh, Sarah's there sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sometimes James... Who else hops on? EJ. EJ's brother is on sometimes. I don't know how many of y'all have met uh, EJ's yeah, brother. Yeah, we've played. I um, think we've played Animal Crossing together. Yeah, and just let you know, random people show up and and play games, and I just want to get more people. It's so much fun, and and yeah. my daughter even loves it. My daughter joins. We sit, you know, sit around on Discord, and uh, so um, that'll be fun this Saturday. I think it's happening again. So just wanted to put that out there, and then. Um, Wanted to mention the MoGraph Discord as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MoGraph Discord we started, we're not replacing the Slack, but we realized that some people would rather use Discord. Yeah. And the part of it, let's be honest, we're using the most is we're just hanging out in video chat all day. Yeah, basically. You know, that's like it. Like you do. I mean, we have so. duplicates of all the... I wish I could, I wish I could like find a way where if one posts on one, it posts on the other, you know, so that we could... It didn't matter where you were at. I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to do that. I'll have to look it up. We'll see. Um, and then, okay, the, the the last thing that I wanted to mention in the week wrap-up here before we get into the fun stuff mm-hmm. is that very, very soon, Caitlin's course is going to be launching. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest hang-ups was getting this promo video done, and it's yep. done. So Let's I'm going to go ahead and show everybody the promo. So sit back and relax for like two minutes and check this out. Let's start at the beginning. I'm Caitlin. I'm really excited that you're joining me for Brush Up. Pretty awesome. Big fan of this. Let's crank this brush up bigger. Add life to those illustrations. What do I have going on here? This little guy right here. Maybe I should make him pink instead. Now that I like. It's pretty cute. Now this, this is a fun one. You can play around with drawings that you might already have. Does this look good? Does this look right? With my reference screen, I can see the whole thing. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Little isometric view. Little bit of grass here. I am a rat enthusiast. 
procreate illustration and animation simple as that and it's all perfect this is going to be a great resource for you you'll be inspired and equipped to tackle your own creative projects right away grab your ipad and your apple pencil and let's brush up boom roll credits there it is well done sir there it is i'm so happy that is done i (laughs) spent way too much time on it it's coming out uh hopefully this week just got to get the website ready to go and that's pretty much all we got left um and the oh there was one thing we added at the last second of these notes is you just this morning Mm -hmm. uh found an orbex exporter and i think this will transition us into some good talk here yeah i mean we could put this in the notes but uh uh yeah uh we're gonna add this to the notes so i one of one of the biggest hangups I have with using Octane at the moment is always exporting out to uh, to Orbix. You Orbix. know, it's just for some reason it just doesn't work as fluidly as I would love. So uh, especially going straight out of Cinema 4D. Well, I I I uh, Dino in the uh, in the, uh, the, Slack. the Slack has a Orbix command line exporter, which is awesome. So you can set up a little dot bat file uh to uh in your your like send to or whatever so basically you can go to whatever file whatever c4d file you have right click on it and say send to orbix dot bat and it'll automatically export that c4d project to an orbix file and it's so much faster than doing it straight through cinema 4d through the, mm-hmm. the render stuff but yeah 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 bobby that, we're gonna talk that about that don't command worry command line uh, yeah. Yes. So you, it, it either does it. I think there's two different ways. There's the the no GUI version, and then there's the uh, the command line exe version. So basically, one you send it through Cinema 4D. The other way you send it through command line. But like it's like 15 times faster than just straight up exporting it out of Cinema 4D. You know, regular uh, Octane yeah. window or whatever, which is awesome. So yeah. I just did a uh, I just did a a render. Or an export. So another thing to note is that with this, and he's going to put this in his notes on the site because I was talking to him trying to figure it out. Um, you can't have any spaces in any of your like file names or anything, which stinks. Mm. So, but also, uh, uh, GSG textures are weird with it as well. I found that like you need to make sure that all of your textures are in there, and that even if you're not using specific textures or whatever, it's still going to throw an error. You need to get rid of all that stuff and make sure everything's good to go. And then with GSG textures specifically, like it it wouldn't run for me for some reason, so I had to uh, export with assets in right. order to get it going correctly. Um, but then it exported it exported so fast, so freaking fast. And then, man, render is such a good, it's such a good, you know, service. Because I just, what's the, I, what's I the uploaded address it. What's the address for that? Was there R- a R-N-D-O. address for that? Oh, uh, yeah, dinomuhick.com slash orbix dash command line dash exporter. We'll put it in the yeah, show Yeah, we'll put notes. it in the show notes. Yeah, but um, Yeah, uh, uh. I've been wanting to make sure we we just hopped onto a big project and I was, wanted to make sure that we can use render and this right. is going to be like a big thing. Man, render's so cheap right now. Like it's funny. Yeah. It's like the price of render. No, no, it's not. It's shot up. We'll get to that in the NFT yeah, segment will. today. So yeah. Um, so that is the the week wrap up. That's the that's the info we got to get out there. Let's talk about Andre Lebrov because. Yeah. 
We have not met in person. We've not really talked much in any other way before. You're just this legend that's like out there, you know, and we, you know, honestly, I'm pretty intimidated having you on the show today. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm just you know. Andre. I'm just Andre. <laughs> We 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 have never we've haven't been to any like NAB meetups together any yeah. of that stuff so this will be fun because we'll get to get to know each other a little bit and um, and so we're gonna start from the beginning um, and um, give us kind of an idea of for people who haven't um, you know watched any of your videos or anything online um, give everybody an idea of who you are and, and let's let's chat about how you got to where you are now. Uh, well, you're saying you're intimidated. I'm actually intimidated <laughs> because I'm such a lazy YouTube person. I'm doing it, doing it so rarely that I, I'm not, you know, used to it. So I feel nervous at the moment. So stop <laughs> oh, you're it. fine. I'm totally fine. Yeah. And people who haven't seen my videos, I'm just a CG artist. And I started a YouTube in 2018, was heavily Octane guy, and then... And then it all went, went, I don't know, somewhere. So, I don't know. So inconsistent now. I don't know where I'm going, but it's super interesting. It's Octane is super interesting at the moment. Mm -hmm. But there are so many other directions I want to explore. And that's basically what I'm doing on my channel at the moment. Exploring new tools, mm -hmm. new ways of doing graphics, doing new works myself. Just... Trying to to make my life harder, <laughs> but everything that you put in to your videos, it it's just it looks so good. It's so clean. Obviously, mm -hmm. you have some sort of background in video, right? Mm. Where where did you get your start? How did you get into all of this in the first place? Well, it's a long story. So I'm in the industry for uh, let's see. It's a, it, I, I noticed from the videos that I'm lying here because sometimes <laughs> I'm saying one date and then I'm saying slightly another because I'm referencing different points. One point mm -hmm. is when I actually started exploring and another point in time is when uh, I actually got for first uh, money paid, you know, mm -hmm. for a project. But it was a, approximately 2005. So what, 15, 16? 16 years then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I started by just experimenting with Photoshop. Uh, my grandfather gave me my first computer as a present, and I just uh, got bored of games mm -hmm. and started to experiment, literally experiment with uh, Photoshop because there was no tutorials, no, not that much info right. on the internet about anything, so all you could do is just literally click yeah. somehow. I don't even remember how... I, are we allowed to talk about this? That we cracked stuff yeah. Oh, back yeah. in the days? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, sure. It's the only yeah. reason we, Adobe we got where it is today, then. because we all did that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember <laughs> what, where I found info about how to do it, but that's what... Oh, I <laughs> sure. remember. I was reinstalling the Windows every month to mm -hmm. run Photoshop again. <laughs> to be able to do the free yeah. trial? Yeah. That's funny. So that's how my curiosity started. And then cameras... <laughs> then desire to put some elements into photos and that's how i got into 3d max and mm -hmm. all that stuff then maya then cinema and now some other tools that we will probably talk about later right. 
But I mean, but it, it was all just curiosity driven, nothing else. So, so was there any school involved mm-hmm. in, in any of this? Because, I mean, like, if you look at one of your videos, right, you see, if, if anybody goes to your YouTube, they see how great your lighting is, how great yes. the color is, how yes. great everything about the production quality is. The production and value that's all is top-notch. Yeah. Self, self-taught? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, self-taught. I did go to, uh, what's the word? Admit to the academy, yeah. Okay. There, there's yeah, that like, ba- Baltic Baltic International Academy. I did go there for a graphic design course, mm-hmm. but then I found out that the 3D course that I was actually interested in was only at the very end, after four years. Mm-hmm. So I decided to quit in three first months. I just quit. Mm-hmm. And then I just uh, started to be YouTube's best friend. Yeah. And and that that's when when I realized it was 2009 or 2010. That's when I realized that there's a ton of info on, on the internet. Just go and take it. Mm-hmm. And then that's basically how I got into there. No formal school, no universities, nothing. But your YouTube channel is you have like 220 something thousand subscribers yeah 225,000 that's amazing yeah especially for like our industry you know i didn't even think there was that many people out there (laughs) (laughs) is are there is there a a certain point like a certain video that you feel like really pushed that in in the direction as far Mm -hmm. as your your viewership yeah one of one one of the most popular videos is still how to learn vfx where i just talk about that general stuff and i actually Mm -hmm. gave a sort of big big live speech on uh, video copilots europe tour in barcelona okay. mm-hmm. about, about that about realizing uh, what you know ocean of information you have around yourself mm-hmm. and uh, there was a amazing a little graphic i've i've put into the presentation so when you don't realize that uh, you have so much info around you you just go like growing your skills like that right that's time going up. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize how much information you have for free and you're, you don't slack, you just uh, put everything in it, you just go like that. Become a mm-hmm. super-duper professional for free. Right. Don't have to pay anything. Right. Um, the, the, um, the channel... You, uh, you'll have to explain this to me a little bit, but it, you used to be with out of nothing and now you just recently did a video and you kind of came back to your youtube channel and you said you're on your own now um i don't really know the backstory about that can you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now like with this whole the on your own thing yes so in 2015 or 16 i partnered with some good people in uk to open up a company the company was rebranded, rebranded several times, and the uh, last name was out of nothing that everyone knows, and there was a showreel from it. It was a great company to work with, but unfortunately, uh, our views on the future of uh, the company separated, sort of, so mm-hmm. we decided mm-hmm. to go our own ways. The team still exists under another brand called The Canopy. 
and I'm just here as a Libre of Motion imagery, LMI, not ILM. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what kind of what kind of projects have you worked on? Uh, do, you know, like do you do professional projects? Is it is it all um, at this point like personal stuff? Um, do you have um, regular clients? Are you doing contract work? Where, where are you at in that right now? Yeah, so on your own. So pre COVID, we were doing a lot of uh, actual shooting production from A to Z, from the set to post with the visual effects and all that. After 2019, when COVID started, we were just fo solely focusing on product commercials, full CG stuff, and that's kind of our strong suit. But apart from that, we did like several huge events for custom arenas, you know, not only um, the content, but the logics behind it, all the algorithms and rigs that cut and output screens for VJs to use and, and play, that kind of stuff. Planning for it as well, collaboration with the installation companies. Uh, we were really broad, I would say. We could do any, we can do anything. Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever is the need for the campaign, we will do it. But I'm so cinema kind of inspired and driven. I'm curious about cameras. I'm a DP and director myself. Pre-COVID, not now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's where the lighting and, and image kind of comes from, and it translates right. to my works as well. Yeah, that's something really important to, to note. If, if you're coming from a graphic design background in a, in a 3D and you don't know anything about cameras, mm -hmm. f-stops, lighting, any of that stuff, I mean, you know, unless you have some sort of film background or go, you know, at least do some basics on film background. It's going to be hard for you to light, to light things. I mean, it really shows the, the fact that you have that experience. It really shows in, in everything that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you've got quite a couple of videos. I don't know if we want to go down the rabbit hole just yet, but, um, with, with Clarice, but uh, mm -hmm. before we get to, before we get to that, um, like your ACEs tutorial, is really good. I know Matt watches Super that killer. over and over again. Like yeah. On loop. Anytime I need to uh, a refresher, I'll, I'll I'll hop on that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really Excuse controversial me. video. I don't know why. Why is it controversial? Yeah. So when I published it, I actually took it down and next day because there mm -hmm. were several comments, not even several more, stating that I'm super terribly wrong about it and it's mm -hmm. like I, I'm a doofus I don't know what I'm talking about and I was like shit seriously maybe I don't know what I'm talking about I should bloody mm -hmm. take it down but then I researched the topic I actually talked to people who introduced me to ACES I was like am I so terribly wrong and they said mm -hmm. no come on there are a couple of things you said but that's just terminology it's just how you 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 refer to mm -hmm. things you know and I mm -hmm. was like yeah so I've put it back online, and then in half a year time, someone from ACES Academy reached out and said, hey, Andre, you're actually not allowed to use ACES logo on your channel. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so? And the gentleman was like, well, we will actually allow you to use our logo if you allow us to put our, this video on our website, <laughs> ACES Academy. That's nice. And I was like, oh, of that's course, funny. go for it. <laughs> 
it's a really good video. It 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 like it gives you a really good thorough overview of like what Aces is, you know, and you hear a, a, you know when it was when it was first introduced or whatever i mean of course you heard chad ashley just talk about aces all the time and aces mm-hmm, right. aces aces everyone talking about aces and like without really understanding what it is you know and so i knew there was ways i i don't know i i, I knew there was ways to work within after effects and trying to figure all that stuff out and watching your video gave me a much much better understanding of why everyone was so like you know yeah it's just a good break, the bre- breakdown of why you should bother mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh be- be- that was kind of my way of looking at it too because we do the streams for max on you know monthly right and i swear every time it's it's an ongoing joke now every time yeah. and matthias and i are sitting on there we're like how many times is somebody going to mention aces, aces in the comments yeah. Aces, aces, aces. When we can talk about aces, and it's just like, okay, why is it such a big? Why is everybody so fired up? Is it because it's a buzzword, or because it's actually that it's, useful? It's very cool, and like when you understand the the why it the why of it, you know, yeah. like you'll want to use it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's good, it's good that it becomes really common, really for. Mm-hmm overall production quality of everyone because when i was doing the video mm-hmm. cinema 4d didn't know then support aces didn't know what it is even if right, you would right. ask them why is there no aces support they would go like what's that then yeah, octane right. didn't support it redshift was the only engine from gpu renderers who was supporting it mm-hmm. right so yeah it's a really new thing and it's good that people actually start to understand that because it unifies as all basically you can there is no i don't know there is no difference between assets anymore there is no difference between inputs no difference between cameras very good mm-hmm. yeah and francisco is talking about your video on centralized storage as well mm-hmm. um I think that's probably a good topic. Um I have not watched that specific video but I did see it in, on your channel yesterday. Um and are are you how are you managing all your I imagine that the footage that you have is yeah very requires very high capacity drives i mean are you shooting a lot of raw a lot of um uh, no and, and not really not a lot of raw not, not 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 for youtube for youtube it's 4k in s log it's usually not that mm-hmm. bad for some, some b roll or if it's something specific, I may shoot in RAW, 6K. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of uh, space. That's and I'm a lot using Synology servers. Mm-hmm. They were sponsored to me, but I, start, oh, okay. I started cool. to use them uh, in out of nothing. We've set up two servers ourselves, and I came up with a centralized kind of repository of work files, footage, all the assets, you know, it's just uh, centralized in one place on those servers and all the machines and network. For, for, for context, I'm not, I'm not working on one single machine. I have one there, another station for sculpting mm-hmm. and the editing, then 10 render nodes. They all have to have same access to all the uh, files. Right. So that's why you need repository. And, and you're using that uh, over a network, and it's and it's 
yeah. going okay? You're not you're not having any network issues or anything running running that? No. So you basically set up switches so your internet go to switch, providing mm-hmm. your whole network with a, that was a weird uh, swing of a screwdriver, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you provide so your you... whole network with the internet and then that switch goes to right. each machine and preferably it would be a 10G network, especially with Octane, which I'm not yeah. really using in a network rendering setup at the moment, but the speed of your network is right. super duper, super, super important for the render speed of your uh, renders. That was actually going to be my next question because I believe mine is 1G and not mm-hmm. 10. But um, yeah, I mean, if you try and network render an Octane over Wi-Fi, forget about it because yeah. your giant textures and all that, it's never going to even make it to the node before your your main machine finishes the first frame. So um, yeah, so uh, sounds like you got that covered. Um, the next question to go down the rabbit hole is about Clarice because Mm -hmm. you've got a pretty popular video on that on -hmm. your channel. And there's something you said at the beginning, because this has been around for a little bit, but I didn't really know much about it. Mm -hmm. And, and once you, you talked about the fact that what year was that, 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 that Clarice was announced or they started talking about it. So I, I don't know if this is the same thing, but I do remember seeing something around that time mm-hmm. that was talking about the the way that um, geometry and polygons and everything were going to be handled by this system. And I remember hearing about that, and then it just kind of disappeared. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking that this is probably the same thing. Um, could you give everybody a general overview of what Clarice is? Because I feel like not a lot of people have heard about it. So the the reason the video is popular is probably because of the content I was able to make with it. It's definitely that next kind of level stuff mm-hmm. in terms of complexity in it. And uh, to explain what Clarice is, it's a LookDev package that allows you to handle trillions of polygons, no limits on polygons. Wow. And the specific thing about it is, is that it's, well, it's specifically a LookDev tool. You can't create anything in Clarice. You can assemble stuff. So, for example, you create, uh, don't know, geometry and, and uh, animation in Cinema 4D, export mm-hmm. it as Alembic, bring it into Clarice and shade it there. Then okay. you do so- some simulation in Houdini, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do your stuff, export Alembic, bring it to the same scene in uh, Clarice, shade it, and render it. The Similar reason... to the way, like, Octane Standalone works, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The but, re- there's, um, there's, but there's more to it, right, about why it's so, about why it's so great. It, it's, it has to do with the way that it handles geometry, right? Somehow, yeah, it's some not, magic. It's, it's not loading anything into scenes. You probably got used to Cinema 4D scenes that are uh-huh. saving for, uh, I mean, really long time, especially if mm-hmm. you have that autosave backup stuff and you work on something complex. It, it, it annoys you every five minutes because the scene size is huge because yeah. it stores all the geometry in this file. Clarice right. doesn't. It references the Alembic files, as I just said. It doesn't load anything. Gotcha. 
So the scene file is actually several kilobytes because it's just the it's 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 li- several lines of code saying where to find those alembic files. Mm-hmm. What was the question? <laughs> uh, well, we were just talking about what makes it great. Now, now you did it's kind of a was this was this a proof of concept the moon thing that you did was this to test Clarice? Do I have that right? Is that is that the what te- you were doing with was that the intended purpose of that video? Yeah, the test was actually Rainforest at Dawn, the first one, really complex. Oh, okay. I, have you seen it? I gotcha. I I saw that one, and that's the one that has uh, the trillions of. I think this is it right here, right? Is this it? Yeah. Yeah. So this has trillions uh, of it, polygons the, in it. The, right? This one has uh, nine hundred ninety-seven billion, almost a trillion. Gosh! Yeah. Wow. Close enough, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And okay, so this is uh, Forrester or. <laughs> no, it's speed no. What do you use? <laughs> speed tree. Okay, yeah. speed tree. And so, talk about the process of that. So you use speed tree, and then you and then what happens after you design the scene to get? So you to have the with Clarice, you, you have two options: either classically export alembic and shade mm-hmm. your trees there. But there is actually. Um, super cool engine specifically designed for a Clarice where you can procedurally make those trees in Clarice. In this particular study, I didn't use that engine because it was uh, quite pricey for me to handle and license all my nodes for it. I mean, they have Mm -hmm. to maybe reconsider their pricing if you're listening to this gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you can just export Alembics. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Even though it can handle this well, if you're building it in another program, how do you go about that? Do you have to kind of build it in layers if you're doing something with that many polys? No. Or no, instances? You're, you're just, or... No, no instances, just pure, pure geometry, no cheats, and the viewport is still interactive. No glitches, wow. nothing. It, it just handles it. The, how? The, how, though? Like, where, 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 <laughs> how? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was like, you're assuming he knows. Maybe it's a part of their secret. But... No, I, all I can say is just it streams geometry. The, probably some clever rasterizing algorithms don't really know how, how, how Unreal Engine does it. 
Mm-hmm. Same black magic. The trade <laughs> tra- tra- off with Clarice is that um, if anyone used Arnold, right? It's mm-hmm. a CPU render engine. It's really slow. Fortunately, Clarice on CPU is really slow. It's like, that's why I called the video the Hollywood secret because it's reserved for studios with like tons and tons of capacities, right. you know? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're all eagerly waiting for next gen Angie uh, mm-hmm. engine that they're releasing, which will be hybrid on GPU and CPU. It's supposed okay. to mm-hmm. be super duper much, uh, much more faster. So we will see. Interesting. Th- th- that probably explains why the software itself is not that po- popular, you know, in a wider audience. Because if you're just a dude with a single station, probably doesn't make sense, especially if you want to make some money on animations. You won't uh-huh. be able to do that. Right. And so the, um, the moon uh, render, tell us about... A little bit about that. So this one, I don't know. I just did it. I was actually <laughs> curious. Ah, Dave, I remember. I remember. They released uh, Clarice 5, and there mm-hmm. was some new te- tech in- announced there. Like, So before that one, I was trying to do a city, right? A night city. And there mm-hmm. was a funny, like, ironic thing in the software that can scatter billions of elements you couldn't scatter bloody lights okay oh so the only way to do it was manual placement of real lights or um, shading with some kind of textures and it would look Uh funny i don't know another funny fact is that blade runner latest one was done in clarice and i don't know how they managed to put that many beautiful lights in there that was probably humongous manual work Mm -hmm. but in this release 5 they introduced something called uh, emission importance sampling which allows you to uh, properly light scenes with emissions and textures Mm -hmm. it's crazy so uh, whatever you put in texture you know hood UI some futuristic stuff it will actually emit really good light real light Mm-hmm. So that's what I was testing in this moon thing, even though probably the moon base should have been the focus of the scene, you know, the rover became the focus and it actually emits light with the texture. You can see in the second shot how good the lighting is. It lights the, the ground bef- before it really well. And there's a, a lot of other new stuff in there. Was there there's something... Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Shading groups? Did I get shading that right? Shading layers. Shading groups. Shading, shading layer. layers, yeah. Yeah. What is well, that? Well, exactly? I've read actually a lot of comments about people not understanding what, what it is and what's so different from Blender. Uh, <laughs> I'm not against Blender. I'm for Blender and actually willing to learn Blender myself since mm-hmm. it's so amazing these days. But saying that, well, Blender or Cinema 4D can do all the same stuff is not true it's a misinformation and Uh shading layers are not groups or selections or whatever it's a specific thing designed to automate the shading process and Mm -hmm. as long as it's properly done on modeling stage then all your stuff can be automatically shaded in Clarice so if we're we have like uh, cinema 4d background here 
Mm-hmm. A shading group would be just a polygon selection on geometry. Uh, you know, okay. linking to mat- that material would use that selection uh, to appear on the render. Then mm-hmm. Clarice reads it and knows that this polygon uh, selection is certain group. And then you can have a set of rules in Clarice called uh, shading layer that would tell, like, hey, put this shader on all the selections called this, I don't know, concrete. Mm-hmm. Right. And then whatever you import in there in Clarice, and as long as it was made p- properly, it will just automatically grab those shaders for you. Like, like you were using in the video, I think, on the moon base, you had a bunch of, I don't know what they were, like kind of building, like connecting buildings. Yeah. Or, or I don't know exactly well, what they it's were. It's really but... hard to explain and... Uh... In the video, I did the mistake of not showing it correctly, really. It, I was just, you know, disabling, enabling materials, which obviously you can do in, in Cinema 4D, just delete materials and bring them back, and you will right. have the same picture, but it's not the same thing. Imagine you come up with a... You can do the list prior production. You can say, like, okay, in this project, I will have concrete, I will have glass, I will have... Uh, whatever, what, what we have, nothing, concrete and glass. You mm-hmm. create those two rules, you create those two mm-hmm. shaders, and then you go modeling. And you're modeling with these names in mind. You, okay. you, you have a cube, you select like a rectangle in that cube and say this will be concrete, and then another polygon will be glass. And then you bring this alembic into Clarice, and it's already shaded because there is a set of rules That's already cool. saying how, oh, okay. it, how it should That's be shaded. Cool. Is that a better explanation of what yeah, it is? That, yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Oh, and I wanted to, to mention, by the way, I am um, trying to copy and paste as many questions uh, as possible from here so we can address them uh, later on. Um, one question um, I think a lot of people will want to know, because you mentioned about all the computers you have, right? Um, what kind of setups are you dealing with and what kind of gear do you use in all of these? Different yeah. Computer and I setups? would assume that like, you know, running Clarice, you would probably need a pretty good, you know, setup with multiple farms in order to start rendering. Right. Yes. So, what are the render times you're looking on those? Uh, yeah. Render times are big. Um, I'm actually looking at expanding at the moment, but currently running. So, nine 16 core uh, units with the GTX 1080 old ones and one 32 core AMD of course unit Mm -hmm. with uh, 3090 RTX not that I'm using GPUs much these days Mm -hmm. but I mean it's it's actually an interesting thing to discuss uh, GPU versus CPU these days considering all the context behind it huh right right Mm -hmm. in terms of you can't really get the the only RTX 3090 I have here was sponsored by Nvidia themselves in oh, the beginning funny. of 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 the the whole thing, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm not even looking into investing into GPUs. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, you said how many stations did you say you had for rendering? Ten in total. Ten. Wow. Are those the ones that are the? I just saw them behind you in a video. Um, are those? White ones. Are they yeah. all like identical white ones that you kind of have lined up? That's really yeah, pretty yeah. looking. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. 
Um, <laughs> and then you said you had had a, a sculpting station as well. Are, were you talking about actual sculpting or like ZBrush sculpting? ZBrush, yeah. ZBrush <laughs> actual sculpting. You never know. You never know. Um, so what would be the difference on your sculpting station between mm-hmm. like a regular station? Do you have like a special setup for that? Or no, like a- it's one. It's one of the render nodes, but with the graphic tablet with a screen. Okay. You know, so there's it's got a, like du- a du- duplicate. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, what about Houdini stuff? Now you, you have the video you did with Simon. I I actually it's funny. I met Simon at MDC London. It's the was one of the video co-pilot shows that was in the beginning of 2019 i think mm-hmm. yeah i was um, a part of that show but in barcelona mm-hmm. yeah and and that's um and i don't remember was, was simon at that one too i can't remember si- simon was in london okay. oh no so, he was there okay. for, yeah yeah 2019 because he was at uh, i didn't know if he went to both um he was at the one in london and yeah. it's funny because we were hanging out at a bar afterwards this is the first time i met him and we were talking about houdini and talking about the transition from c4d to houdini and you basically had that conversation as part of your video on your channel about trying to get to that point where you're in cinema 4d you understand the concepts there's certain things you want to do that require the use of Houdini and how you get to that and how you remember because tutorials you'll I think you said this in the video you go through a tutorial and then you go to the next chapter and you have you just don't remember what happened yeah. last time mm-hmm. like on the last chapter it's like you almost need some sort of repetition so you were kind of having the same conversation with him about moving into that are you yeah. how often do you find yourself in Houdini if at if at all like how how much of a work part of your workflow is it right now it's a big part of the pipeline but i try with houdini i tried to fully switch to it you know render in it assemble scenes in it and then i tried to specifically do some sims which i still do now and then I tried to somehow advance my skills in Houdini, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm total doofus, <laughs> total Houdini doofus. And whatever I'm trying to do, there will always be w- wax. I can't even pronounce this word, wax. Who came up with this? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, advance myself in it. Probably because I'm losing focus all the time. I'm, you know, YouTube or whatever experiments and fun are not my mm-hmm. uh, full-time stuff. Commercial work mm-hmm. is right. So that, right. That, that explains why I'm not fully present on YouTube, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. end, ended up hiring contractors for specific tasks, and especially if I need something quick, I don't have time to fool around, which right. I'm always am doing. I'm right. just fooling around. In Houdini. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot, actually. Like, well, Matt and I will be working on a project, mm-hmm. and it's there. Something comes up, and it's like, well, we could try and do that in Houdini, and it's like, yeah, we could try and do that in Houdini, yeah. but again, it always comes up to that time constraint, right? Because you're not you're not sitting down trying to complete a project just to play around. You got mm-hmm. a client waiting for you. Yeah. You're like, you know what? Let's just do it in cinema because we got to get this thing out the door. Yeah. You never yeah. get a chance, you know? Oh, there's my alarm to buy a, a dead mouse head. <laughs> <laughs> dead I got mouse 10 head. minutes. 
Yeah, it's, it's NFT project. We'll 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 talk about that in the NFT section. But there's a um, um, Smearballs worked with Dead Mouse to do these Dead Mouse heads as a uh, okay. like a collection. So um, I'm buying one in ten minutes. So I'm, ten I'm minutes. Like standing by ten minutes. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So so what Simon told me when we were talking about that because I asked him the question, how do you get into it? How do you get into it? He would get up every morning and he would find something like that he already knew how to do in cinema, and then try and figure yeah. out, okay, how can I do this in Houdini? Which mm-hmm. is a great way to look at it, but still, I just like I don't have the discipline to. I just don't. I don't have the discipline yeah. to do it. I don't know about discipline, but it's 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 dictated by the circumstances in your life. Do you have that time? Do you have that opportunity to do the switch? I probably could do the switch, but I just don't have downtime, like at yeah. all, mm-hmm. which is probably right. a good thi- thing, and I shouldn't moan about it. But seriously, if I would have like three months to do the switch, I would. Yeah, but it's, sure. it's it's just quite painful. Like, yeah, that's that's the way that I've I've felt as well with Houdini. Like I really, I went through our entire course that we have, you know, and I I really like it. I just I I felt like things just didn't click immediately, you mm-hmm. know, like as far as like you know scattering points and cloners and stuff. Like I I think the C four D weight and it 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 has taken me a bit to understand the Houdini way of doing things, Mm -hmm. you know, but I feel like, I feel like with enough repetition and stuff, like at, there's a point in which your brain just kind of clicks and says, yeah, okay. I kind of get this concept now for me. It's all about remembering which node goes where, you know, because I can't (laughs) ever remember the, the, you know, the series in which you do things. Yeah, well, Clarice, Clarice, in addition to this fantastic duo, uh, would be another philosophy that you have to understand, and it's totally different from mm-hmm. Houdini and Cinema 4D. But what's good about Clarice is that it's uh, very friendly to Houdini. It can read, read it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinema 4D can't. Cinema 4D mm-hmm. is... Uh, I'm super mad at Maxon, who is the sponsor <laughs> of this channel or video. <laughs> I would say some nasty things but i won't well it doesn't uh, have to be nasty it can be yeah. construct they take yeah. constructive criticism yeah for uh, sure and and i think they take it i think they take it to heart even if they can't release it right away yeah i know but uh, i think maxon is focusing on totally wrong things for several years in a row instead of actually addressing real issues for you know some more advanced users mm-hmm. for example if you have I don't know, simple thing, F- uh, flip simulation in Houdini. That mm-hmm. has uh, animated UVs. If you would export mm-hmm. that in Cinema 4D, you won't have that because it can't read it. It doesn't even recognize mm-hmm. you or give you any options to read that stuff from Houdini. So here you go, straight away. You, you can't use Cinema 4D for certain things. You have to externally bake animated whatever textures you have in Houdini to use them with Octane or Redshift or something. Whereas Clarice reads that stuff automatic by default. It just knows it's there and has no issues with reading anything, really. Well, I think that stuff is important to note, though, because, you know, if Maxon doesn't listen to that kind of feedback, they're never going to... or not even listen to it. If Maxon doesn't get that feedback from people in the first place... Mm-hmm. 
you know i like, think considering the features that they offer for last several years they quite they are quite clear with the market they're tar- targeting you know mm-hmm. yeah. uh, magic bullet looks and uh, because they're bringing the, the Red Giant stuff into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of right. stuff. Then UI update that looks like a blender. What was that about? <laughs> Rena- renaming all the tools. I did install R25, but I feel like I'm not home. I'm like... I get that. Uh, I've wh- been using it on? for like two weeks now, you know, yeah. and it's starting to feel better, you know. Yeah. I don't it find myself fumbling, fumbling around so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough call because I'm sure every every program at some point, you know, there's a team that's like, should we redo this interface or not redo this interface? And it's tough because you know people, you know, there's going to be a backlash. You know, mm. people aren't going to like it, even if you offer like they do the option to go back to the old interface if you want to mm-hmm. use the old, you know, re, the, the old arrangement. Yeah. And um, it's it's something that I'm trying to force myself to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. It's well it's it funny well. like uh so yesterday yesterday I was in I was in 25 I was messing around with things uh, one thing that annoys me is that you don't have the coordinates in the new one you know cuz what I would always do is I like if I'm if I'm sculpt or modeling or something so I'll take points and like I'll scale them down to 0% or I you know I'd scale them and then I'd go down to my coordinates and say scale at 0 you know and mm-hmm. so, like, I couldn't do that with the normal thing because the coordinate system isn't, it's, like, only on the modeling one. Anyway, I found a workaround to it, and I actually like the workaround better. But, I, so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just go to the old version. And I switched to the old layout, and I was like, oh, you know what? This doesn't look as good. It doesn't look as good. It doesn't, it, like, the new version <laughs> so actually feels better. Yeah. It looks better, you know? And once you mm-hmm. get an idea of where everything is, it feels a lot more comfortable, I I'm actually don't mind it. I just think the priorities are not the best ones. For example, right. for example, I'm right. working on something right now, and yeah. uh, I thought I'll do it in in cinema, but then cinema starts to struggle with like a couple of millions of polygons. Mm-hmm. Right. Come on, seriously! In 2021, the software can't be like that. Yeah, I want to. Is this in I, I want 25? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that in 25? Okay, yeah. I want to play 10 millions of points real time, like I can in mm-hmm. Houdini. Like even 50 yeah. million points, I can play them. Play them. Right. And then. What are your poly- thoughts on the, the future with like capsules and stuff like that? Yeah. What capsules? Capsules. The new uh, Maxon stuff. It's kind of the. I think it's their Houdini. Uh, it's kind of. It's yeah. kind of beta. It's a lot of under the hood stuff right now. Oh, the you know? the neutron. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. I think they call it capsules. It's their node system, basically. Well, yeah. that's what I was waiting for since they announced it. Like yeah. the the CEO said, like it's literally gonna happen right now. Mm-hmm. He said like couple of months in the presentation. If someone doesn't believe me, he can find that video on the internet. Where <laughs> where, where is it, Mister CEO? <laughs> it's, well, there it's is some in, stuff. There, in there is some stuff in yeah. twenty five. Yeah, some yeah. stuff in- is not. Is it some stuff is not enough? Yeah, yeah. some stuff they is not enough. They introduced it a little bit in twenty four, and then uh, uh, brought the in some nodes. more in twenty five. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a continuing yeah. thing. I don't know. I think Chris Schmidt has done a lot into it. 
um, and probably has some videos on it as well. Mm -hmm. He's really, he's, you know, he, he dived in to all of that. Yeah. But my thought in seeing it, even though I haven't had much of a chance, again, this is the Houdini problem, right? Like I Mm -hmm. haven't had a chance to play with that stuff because I can't even get projects done in order to get into 25 in order to learn it, in order to be able to test the new stuff. Yeah. That's my problem as an artist. Um, but what I'm hoping with this is that is a sign of, of where they are headed, where they're right. trying to go with this, that they are right. listening. I feel like it's a slow burn right now. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it happens before it's too late. Yeah. You know, I've got to say, I, because I you, wish they'd you see go all these to... people that learn Blender for free. And yeah. it's like, well, that's hard to compete with. It's very hard to compete. Well, with. Blender is, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm really interested in Blender seriously, especially when mm-hmm. I sold the company. Everything was a bit of uncertain in terms of what will, will be my commercial life and finance situation. You know, I was mm-hmm. considering Blender like a serious alternative, and especially I'm super inspired by uh, Jan Hubert. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dude is crazy. Oh, what yes. he does with oh, with, man. with Blender. But mm-hmm. in the same time, if you will get in Blender, even navigation is what the f is going yeah, right. on. Yeah, right. I mean, ZBrush is not a toy. It's like no. a super <laughs> alien interface in there. But I had some experience from 2012 and so- something, mm-hmm. and I jumped into it. I refreshed the memory with some shortcuts, and here, here I am. I'm flying in there. But Blender, like. Mm, Seriously, yeah. I don't know how to use that thing, and I'm not sure yeah. that uh, I'm over thirty now. I'm not sure I can bloody switch <laughs> my mind anymore. That's the thing. Like we talk about that all the time. It's like we we want cinema to evolve because we want to stay in cinema. We don't want to have to learn that. I open up Blender and I look at that interface, and I'm like, ah, I just don't. I yeah. just don't want to. We want to stay in there, and at the same time, let's be honest. When we were 20 years old let's say yeah. you're 20 years old and you go to work for a place and there's that guy he's like i'm still on light wave yeah and you're like oh light wave yeah you know you don't want to be that guy whatever program mm-hmm. it is when you get older you want to be able to keep up and keep and keep learning because you don't want to be that guy you know mm-hmm. that guy mm-hmm. you know it it's and and luckily the way things have evolved on the internet now is that it is easier to keep up. Back then, if you were on Lightwave, you learned Lightwave. If, if 3D Studio Max came out, you couldn't necessarily just go learn tutorials on yeah. how to use Max and be on your way. The now, thing is, Lightwave was up. also easier to crack back in the day than some of the other <laughs> ones. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like Thomas says in the in the in the comments, we're going to be the Maya guys soon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and everybody who is in Blender. Mm-hmm. Let's you know that they're in Blender. You don't have to ask if somebody is a Blender person. They tell you. They'll let you. Yeah. Um, they'll let you know. <laughs> they're the vegans um, of the motion design industry. The vegans <laughs> of motion design industry. Um, Andre, so, have you used have you used any other uh, any software like Maya? Maya. You mentioned 3D 3ds software? Max, right? 3D Max, because I had yeah. to do some commercial uh, interior work in it. Mm-hmm. Was working in interior company. And then Maya, because I wanted to dive into animation, and then I discovered cinema. And mm-hmm. then it clicked that it's super in- intuitive, you know? Yeah. That, and I actually wanted to say that uh, my rage on Maxon is probably not justified because I know 
backend developers and developers in 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 general. And I know I know it's sure. it's I know it's hard. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm yeah. probably blaming the marketing of it. Don't don't tease something that <laughs> yeah. people really really want, and then not release it for for years. That's that's not mm-hmm. a good good move. It's not a good thing, especially for professionals. And um, I mean, when when I was running out of nothing with my partners, right? A lot of big financial decisions were uh, based on those promises. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I mean, you you can't do that with people. Right. And it's also tough to find that balance because if you don't say anything at all about your roadmap, then people are also upset. Uh, yeah. That you yeah. haven't talked about your roadmap. And so we know how hard that is. What would be the solution? Uh, f- what would be the solution in this case in order to um, be able to communicate with them about what you really want, what artists really want, so that we can stay in our favorite program? And, you know, I think especially they doing should, stuff in the viewport. Yes, yeah, they should probably start a conversation with people outside of MoGraph as such, you know, motion design. People who, mm-hmm. like uh, fantastic artist Aaron Sorensen, I don't remember the name. Love yeah, Aaron Sorensen, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but he's a VFX guy. He knows mm-hmm. right. what this kind of production needs. He knows what lacks in Cinema 4D, and he actually switched to Clarice. Because really? there are reasons for it. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah, the re- VFX same industry reasons. is yeah. Because we became, I think a lot of us came into this through Cinema 4D, right? So we're like, oh, Cinema 4D, and then this complements it, and then this over here complements it, and it's mm-hmm. kind of the center of our world. Where I think I feel like there's a lot of VFX people that's not the center of their world, right? Like right. they mm-hmm. are maybe more compositors. Uh, or may- maybe they're in more complex programs, and Cinema 4D isn't necessarily something they're going to stick with. You got people. Like, think about Brandon Clements, for example. Brandon mm-hmm. Clements is all over the place. He's into Unreal. He's into. I'll be right back. All right. He's into Blender. All of that. Matt's got to hurry because I got to buy my Dead Mouse head. But mm-hmm. um, um, I I think that's I think it's just important for these companies to note these things and then say okay well what can we do to fix that because i keep hearing the same thing and i don't know what the i don't know what the solution is you know um, should there be like a panel of designers I mean, that are like i mean the the pain in all industries is bloody marketing it's it stops evolution mm-hmm. uh, yeah for example unreal engine it's it's a really promising tool, really controversial. Uh, I don't know my opinion about it. I'm, I'm still due to try it properly, create something you know decent with it. But damn, that's probably the future. But then again, it's a game en- engine. And they started to advertise it as a filmmaker's and CG artist's tool, which it's not. It's still a game development engine at, it's it's the first focus of this software. When I come in, Unreal Engine with my background, like like over a decade of different softwares like Maya Cinema 4D and stuff, I don't understand what the hell is going on in there. There are what characters in there? I don't know. What, how do how do I use this? And uh, yeah, you can get used uh, to it, but 
it's 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 quite pain, painful and i think you you shouldn't really advertise it anything like game other than game en- engine you know right yeah um trying to use unreal um you know jeremy and i were working on um some stuff from an upcoming course on unreal right that brandon is doing for us we opened up unreal to try and edit something that he did and render out a movie mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out keyframes was like yeah maddening right and we're like what is going on and then we realized that some of it was done in blueprint and it's not the same thing like so all this talk on the internet about you can use unreal to do motion graphics now we're like who is who's actually doing it like everybody's just talking about it right and so you look at something like cinema 4d i'm sure i don't know what the percentage is of motion artists who are using it a lot of people are not using billions of polygons. A lot of people are not using they're they're not pushing it that far because mm-hmm. a lot of the people that are are doing that are already doing it in something else. So I, I'm I'm imagining that's kind of what you're getting at with that. But um, let's let's look at Apple for example. Apple they did um, the iPhone years ago, and all of a sudden they're not like a computer company anymore. They're a phone company. Yeah. So, so they realize that this is the market, and they and they go to it. Um, I, you know, I hate to 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 make it that simple. Um, but but do you think that you know not just Maxon, but all of these companies do they they're going to have obligations to shareholders and all of that? How can you find a balance to where the software is still good, the shareholders are happy, you know? And um, oh, I I don't know. It's, uh, it's I'm not the person to answer these questions. <laughs> you know, I hate. All the management and uh, it's tough, tough, tough thing to be a CEO or whatever, the man mm-hmm. in charge or whoever makes a decision, especially if it influences some development routes, you know, uh, I wouldn't want to be that person. But I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, the promo videos they're putting out, it's fantastic work and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the softwares are capable of that fantastic wor- work and um, it's a tough year we live in because it's really kind of depressive not to know what 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 what's what to choose you know you can't really guess which one will be the top horse in future mm-hmm. uh so i don't know you just have to reference what 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 your your needs are what you're trying to do what type of scenery you're trying to do I'm on that, uh, I don't know what to do, what to use for since 2019 when I quit Octane, I uh, turned to Redshift, thought that will ha- help me to do my stuff, but then I released that video, another study with the car, um, what was it called, e-tron or the canyon or something like that. and. It, it, it didn't look the same as my previous works with Octane. I couldn't, f- mm. for the life of me, I can't get the same look out of Redshift, so I quit Redshift. And now, Clarice, it is slow, but it's, 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 it gives me path racer look, like Octane. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's unbiased engine, and I love it. Um, One of the things that I always tend to think about when it comes to any company or any piece of software 
is that there are certain features or certain things that only the nerdiest of the nerds are using. <laughs> and and I think that even though the majority of the people aren't using it, it still is helpful to have the to give those people those things. Let's take Mac for example, right? If you were a heavy Mac user in the early 2000s, you were in it for the Mac. You mm-hmm. weren't in it for the iPhone because it didn't exist yet, mm-hmm. you know. You you were in it for the nerdiness of the Mac and what you could do with it, right? And so what happens when mom and dad come to you and they ask you, what computer should I get? You're not going to tell them to get a PC. You're going to tell them to get a Mac, right? And, and, and so I think it's kind of a trickle-down effect. Um, if you have somebody that is working in a really great program and somebody comes along they say, well, what should I use? You're the nerdiest of the nerd on this. You're going to tell them you know, what you're using. And they mm-hmm. might not use it to that potential. They might only make a rotating cube in it. But yeah. uh, I guess what I'm getting at is it needs to be something accessible for all levels. I would love to, and it, it seems like this is where they're going with this. And again, it's my fault for not having enough time to, to play in this. But it seems like what they're getting to is that you will be able to have your Cinema 4D and you'll be able to open the hood. And get underneath. And yeah. I feel like that appeals for everybody. And I know it's so easy for any company to say, this is what appeals to the masses. This is what we need to do. But I feel like being very, very broad, a very broad Swiss Army knife mm-hmm. has, has payoff in the long term. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, thinking about it that way, look at After Effects, right? After Effects, I mean, how, how often do they update to something really good or useful or cool or whatever like yeah like this new version you know has multi-frame rendering and you know rendering in the background and stuff like that which is awesome you know we've only been asking for that for like 10 years now and you you do have the little millisecond read on the bottom that it is uh it's it is like you said it's like it's like a swiss army knife where people create plugins specifically for it in order for you to be able to do the things that you need to do in After Effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my problem, I'm a big, big After Effects hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, on the other side, it's, it's unbeatable in certain things, and I still use it myself. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally today I noticed they updated the interface. There's that uh, green graph when you're rendering. What's that about? What's new? Is there something like... You're talking about the one where it's rendering in the background? I don't know. There was something different. I think it's pre-rendering, and you also have a readout at the bottom. This was actually... And and Billy and I were were looking at this on Discord the other day. Mm. Um, You know, what's the... You can make design decisions or plug-in decisions based on this readout now at the bottom because it says, oh, well, you're adding this heavy, heavy effect. This is going to add a whole second to each frame yeah. of render you know oh, that kind okay. of stuff is is cool because it's like okay you know what maybe i don't need this heavy heavy plugin maybe yeah. there's an alt you know maybe i can use box blur instead of gaussian blur maybe that'll yeah. change my 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 render time i do like mm-hmm. that yeah um i only use uh, after effects for interface obviously animation icons animations tag titles you know that kind of stuff yeah and um I'm running you- uh, Discord with linked Patreon, right? People, people joining and asking questions, 
and like 100% of people joining are on After Effects for compositing, mm -hmm. which is, uh, I don't know how, 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 that's all Kramer's actually fault. He was, he started to <laughs> bloody do it. But After uh -huh. Effects is, is not for compositing, and especially if you're looking to step up your game, you have mm -hmm. to switch to something node-based like Nuke or Fusion. Which and one do you use? Yeah, uh, I bought Nuke again, but still use Fusion. I don't know. I can't <laughs> see, seem to switch to Nuke. I don't don't like how it behaves itself. Just mm -hmm. use it yeah, for several se several specific tools, and then I'm doing I'm rendering uh, something in Fusion, bringing mm -hmm. it to Nuke, do my specific thing, re-exporting back to get that pass. That's funny. Bring it back to Fusion because Fusion is free for all my nodes, mm -hmm. while uh, Nuke is not. It's right. uh, stuck stuck on this machine, right? But yeah, where where, where was I? Uh, oh yeah, After Effects for compositing. I, I'm I'm mentioning it like in every video I'm making since 2018 in all my chats and emails. Just try to switch to Fusion for that and use After Effects as your assets maker for something not the bloody compositing tool. Yeah. You will feel the difference. Um, Nuke feels Nuke Nuke feels really <laughs> heavy to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Do, it's, do you, it's do you, so do you hard. Like, do you like Aces workflow in After Effects? I I haven't used it in After Effects. I, Matt has. I didn't hate it. You know, like the uh, uh, what is it? The Open Color IO, you know, converter or what? It was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. Okay. Have but no I'm arguments. so I'm so <laughs> like here I guess I'm here's my so question. I'm so used like, to working in After Effects and having to do all these ridiculous workarounds that maybe like yeah. I don't know, once I jumped into Fusion. The thing the, so I actually do a lot of compositing in After Effects, you know. I have tried Fusion and the things that uh, the I feel like there's multiple steps, like too many steps to get one simple thing in after effects you know now trust me i hate on after effects just as much as everyone else does you know mm. but it i've been in it for so long that like i just know i know how things work quickly right. but if you're doing like here's the deal if you're doing like a very simple thing right you're trying to do you, you rendered out a sequence in cinema 4d uh -huh. you've got Maybe some PNG sequences. You mm -hmm. want to maybe throw a couple things on it. You need an alpha channel for something, call it a day. There are so many steps to set that up in Nuke uh. compared to After Effects. I feel like there's never a happy medium in there, you know. And, of course, EXR workflow, I get it, like Francisco's talking about here. Um, I mean, EXR workflow is improved in AE, but EXR workflow in After Effects is awful for the most part. Yeah. Is it? Trying to pull, there, there should I'm be trying to pull layers and... Ex you know. E-extractor, whatever, that's supposed yeah. to... Extractor, yeah. Really easily extract layers. That wasn't my, it, my, my concern about After Effects. And in Nuke, I know what you mean, but there are people like Simon, for instance, who love to shuffle out passes individually, yeah. while I, I prefer scripts in Fusion that would do like separate readouts for me in one click. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's yeah. the thing is you got that and you got the nodes. It's really hard to do something like, say, put an extractor, find that one layer, attach it to the layer you're working on, mm 
copy the layer, paste the layer in After Effects, go back to the extractor plugin. Yeah. Fi- like like that is is great, but it it's like what would you, what would it, what is your biggest beef with After Effects? You'd say, would you say? Sorry, like, I missed what, that. What, uh, what 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 what's your biggest problem with After Effects? The speed is so slow. It's like cinema. So slow. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Like trying to do a 4K comp or something, right? That is one thing it's that painful. I did enjoy about Fusion when I was working with it. It was smoking fast in comparison to After Effects. Yes. Well, yeah, because it tries to utilize more resources of your mm-hmm. machine more efficiently. But if commercially, we had to deal with resolutions like 12K. Mm-hmm. And, and more in After Effects. What Won't was that? So in 6K was my last project. I attempted to. I did it, but it was like up to 10 hours of render of like yep. 30 Sounds seconds about right. uh, video. It's unacceptable. Then mm-hmm. Fusion. It will become slow. It's not a ma- magic pill, but it will steadily you know, go through it. And especially when you can easily uh, put it on a render form and mm-hmm. it will not as painful as After Effects render form. It's mm-hmm. just, it works the same as Cinema 4D or Clarice on a render form. And uh, it's free. It's fast, it's free. Yeah. It's meant for, for this ACES, uh, EXR, whatever, that stuff. It's compositing software from the capital uh, C. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's switch gears a little bit um, because uh, I forget which video it was. You were talking a little bit about burnout mm. and um, I wanted to get into a little bit of like work-life balance, family, all of that stuff and and um, and talk to you a bit about that. Um, Should have uh, called have my key- wife. That would be fun, huh? <laughs> <laughs> We've always talked about having like the wife episode where the yeah. wives come on and it'd be such a bad idea. Oh man. Such a bad idea, <laughs> yeah. right? Just have now, them complain um, about us the whole time. Yeah. Do you um uh you have uh one child, is that right? No, two kids. Two, two kids. kids. Two kids one. and my wife is my hero. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um tell us a little bit about like the work life balance and, and how you deal with that. So, yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) so I said his wife is a hero. Yeah. 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 I mean, our circumstances are, um, so we don't have any help with children, you see, Mm -hmm. and uh, with the COVID and all lockdowns and schools being shut. And, uh, Mm -hmm. even before that, I I mean, my oldest one is six and the Mm -hmm. youngest girl is one ish. Mm And my wife was there for them all the time. And for me, she's like a producer of my life. She sorts certain things in, in everything, allowing me to concentrate and to work and to sit mm-hmm. here with you guys. I know it's afternoon We're in, in L.A. It's actually yeah. almost 10 p.m. at my place. And still here I am sitting here <laughs> yeah. while, while she's with the kids. And all these years since the beginning, it's all thanks to her. Yeah, and uh, it's a big, big uh, sacrifice from her side because she had mm-hmm. to sacrifice a career and, you know, trust in me Yeah, and uh, allow me to be here to do that stuff. 
there is no balance. It's destructive, unhealthy, bad, bad shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, but um, you can work around it by uh, stop you know trying to do it all yourself we as designers i'm sure you can relate you're mm-hmm. there, there are points in your career where you're obsessed of i have to do it all myself have to do it right have to be the mm-hmm. dude who do it right. all well by himself have to control everything i still have to control everything but don't have to do it all myself so hence i mentioned i'm hiring contractors for a certain job instead of killing time here at nights trying to figure something I don't really want to figure out. Mm-hmm. I just give this task to professionals and, you know, call it a day. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's, it's kind of my first attempts <laughs> to, 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 get, to get that balance. Mm-hmm. I, hope to, I hope to get there. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those industries. It's just, they say, like, if you love something, you won't work a day in your life. That's the biggest right. lie I heard. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. The, the problem is that even if you want to be that person that, like, does everything yourself, there's still one resource that you cannot get more or that, yeah, that you can't get more of, yeah. which is time, mm-hmm. right? And so then it becomes a matter of, okay, well, which thing is priority? I mean, this is something that, I deal with all the time. I try to tell myself these things all the time. I'm sure everybody else does. You know, oh, well, it will farm that out to somebody. Like mm-hmm. you said, farm, farm that out to somebody else. And then you have to make a decision. Okay, well, if you are the type of person that wants to do everything yourself, which things are you willing to let go of? Mm-hmm. You know, which, which things, you know, even though you love doing it, which thing can you let go of? And then the other thing is, is you have to, and, and that helps, that helps you get some of your time back, right? Yeah. Um, you have to do that in exchange for money, but at least you have that time back. That's that resource. And you also have to have people in your life that are understanding because th- let's face it, like this is a very different lifestyle. It's not a nine to five. Mm-hmm. You have to have people that are understanding. And, and like, um, who was it? already passed in the chat? Uh, Bobby said, my ex didn't understand what we do. She thought I was just spending too much time in front of the computer. Um, I, you know, come from a previous marriage where that was a, that was a tough thing as well. It's very hard for the other person. And, and, um, it's, you know, you have to be with somebody that understands that what you're doing and why, uh, it's, it's nice when you find somebody that is supportive, um, of that. And, um, understands that you're not just sitting around surfing reddit right (laughs) you know you're trying to make stuff work and it's a weird industry where things are always changing and you're constantly learning you know i'm sure there are other industries where you are learning but i I feel like so much changes so fast in this industry now especially with nfts oh yeah you know um um, how how does your family deal with it Are, are they okay with it do they understand well, my uh, I have to note that all the, the the negative stuff I said, sort of negative stuff I said about <laughs> that, relates to people who are business owners, contractors, freelancers. It's it may not be the case with the studio job, you know. Right. A, a lot right. of people prefer studio job that just because of that because they want their life mm-hmm. uh, back. Yeah. And it, it it makes sense with my wife though. Uh, 
were together for a long time. Uh, we, uh, we knew each other before I started 3D. I was mm-hmm. doing some Photoshop stuff with photos. She knew how that was. Uh, and then she saw the whole development process. She, she, she was there. So she knows why, she knows what for, and she kind of knows where we're going together. She's actually my business partner right now. We Mm -hmm. run this company together now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, she's a motivated, interested person. You know, that's that's another thing, too, um, is if that person is is interested in what you're doing or is, is... Involved with what you're doing, it's a little bit easier. Julie is is going to start helping us with stuff. Amy's going to start helping. Matt's wife uh-huh. is going to start helping with stuff. And I think it, it's great because now it's kind of like family business, right? Absolutely yeah. fantastic. You know, so yeah, it's a little more understandable. Um, you when know, your Julie kid tells you me. that he wants to be a 3D animator when he grows up, that's a, that's a good feeling. It's like you yeah. don't know what you're in for, but sure, that's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Trust me. <laughs> no, um, Go be yeah, a doctor. It, that's easier. <laughs> Right. <laughs> there's uh there's something nice about about when everybody's involved, you know, like Julie, you know, does camp with us and everything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's not this mysterious thing anymore. It's not this mysterious, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going up to my computer to just do things. Yeah. You know, there's there's a little more involved in it. And, Is that uh, the camp that was recently there in LA? Because yeah. Clint told me about something. Yeah, some camp. Was, it that, was in Portland, thing? yeah. In Portland. The camp Mograph. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Clint, was, Clint was there. Yeah, yeah I, f- I feel envy now. You should come yeah, to the you, next you gotta one. You got to come to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I n- I've never been to U.S. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's your well, chance. you got to come. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as we figure out uh, what's going on with COVID over here, you should come yeah. over <laughs> and come hang out with us. We've also talked about doing some stuff over overseas as yeah. well. Yeah. Doing like MoGraph. I, I, I know figured EJ out, wants I figured that out. Really so actually the UK has a uh, has uh, some Americanized style camps that really? we could rent out and stuff. Yeah. It'd be fun to do a Camp MoGraph European yeah, that, or something. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I also figured out how we could do a Camp Mograph Iceland, which I think would be way killer. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. what I want. That's what I want too. Well, you have one yeah. cinematographer up for it. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's see. I've got man, I have so much on here. Uh what time is it? Okay. Um let's talk about let's talk about um upcoming projects. Do you have anything that you're working on currently that you can talk mm-hmm. about, of course? No, you nothing. Know, sometimes it's a big secret. I can't. Um, what about for... Can't, can't talk about anything until 2025. Jeez. Oh, it's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. What about your YouTube channel? Do you have anything coming up on that you can talk about? Well, see, that my YouTube is my embarrassment because uh, every time I'm kind of doing comeback, I'm saying like, hey... There's a big change in my life now. I will have time for for mm-hmm. YouTube, and then and then I disappear for bloody half a year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. Nah, no plans. But everything is planned. A lot of content. I actually have a huge folder of uh, you know little notes for topics I could record. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm actually building the studio right now to make it more easy. You don't have to set up anything. Everything is permanently here. I just mm-hmm. press record and record it. So right. maybe it will become more consistent. That well, was 
that's something that was really hard getting into uh, just starting to live stream is not have it all set up. It's like before we had our studio and stuff, you know, kind of situated, it was like, okay, well, every week I got to take out the lights Mm -hmm. and I got to set up the camera. And and that's like that hurdle. That's that weird hurdle. You're just like, ah, I don't want to do that. makes it so much easier if you have the topic and you just sit and go. Um, That's probably why I didn't do any tutorials for so many years, Mm. you know. Yes. Well, we, we, while I was at Out of Nothing, I had uh, business partners, so I couldn't really do, you know, my my personal YouTube right, setups right, or whatever right, yeah. in the big studio where we're, we're we've built together. But here now, I can do that. Can, can do that because previously, I uh, we were living in a small apartment first, and I was setting, you know, the videos with orange background, the first ones. Mm-hmm. That was a really really small corner in our bedroom in a small apartment so i i I couldn't leave the lights just standing there because yeah little little one is running so it was two two hours to set the light up then maybe i will record something and funnily enough i was more consistent then than i am now yeah (laughs) i don't know something's wrong is um what was i gonna ask you on uh uh Oh, it, it it was on um it was on Simon's video. You were talking about you're kind of an introvert, mm. right? Um are you are you um how introverted are you? Like is are you the type of introvert like like me where where going into quarantine was kind of Okay, this is just fine. Oh yeah, we had that or, uh, <laughs> we had that section in that video where Simon and we, we, I, we both thought like eh, we probably shouldn't say that in in this way, but we both were like COVID. Yeah, I was born for it. <laughs> yeah, of, right. of, co- of, co- of course, it's not a funny bloody. Of course, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah right. You know what but yeah, it's a great excuse uh, for curious minds like ours to mm-hmm. you know not taking your ass off the chair and just do your stuff. Yeah, but I'm not. Uh, in terms of introversion, I don't know. I am. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But if I need to do uh, public speaking in front of a thousand people, that's not, not a problem. I will find energy to do that as well. Yeah. That was going to be my question, actually, is <sighs> is being an introvert, how do you... Do, I guess, do, do you feel like there's a separation? Me, personally, I feel like I have the on and off switch, mm-hmm. right? I am mm-hmm. not an extrovert. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think the term would be introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert. I don't know which. You gotta turn it on. Do you feel like you have to turn it on or does it come easy for you? I don't know. I think it depends on your current life circumstances. And I know for sure that uh, for video copilot talk, I was recovering for quite a while after so much interaction with people you yeah know? <laughs> right it, 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 it will happen but then you will recover for some time i actually have a video about being an introvert that's funny that's funny mm-hmm. COVID what was, about covid was the opposite for me like yeah i'm 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 a very extroverted person i enjoy being around people you know and like mm-hmm. being stuck at home with just the family that just about killed me I love my, my family, yeah, my wife. but it did just about kill me. <laughs> yeah, you, you must specify. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Matt's ready to go. He's ready to go out. He's ready to get on planes. He's ready to go around yep. and do all the things. And I'm just like, 
Yeah. I'm like, Dave, come to Burbank with me. It's like, no, no, I'm not going to go to Burbank. No. No, no I don't want to fly. No. COVID, COVID was destructive for, destructive for everyone in my family except me. Really, my little girl, she, she's a really communicative, like little sunshine. My mm. wife is the same, and then they're locked inside. They, they yeah. hated it. Yeah. Um, I got some questions that I wrote here. Uh, one of them is about the metaverse. We'll hold on to that until the, the NFT section. Um, this one, super, it's a super noob question. Any way to separate Redshift Bloom as a separate pass like an Octane? Yeah, so yes, I think to think that, that, one. that they are not actually. <laughs> yeah. Can you not? Yes, no. Please bloody fix it, Maxon, now or whoever. It's so silly. The only way you can do is by uh, subtractive compositing, which is quite a painful thing. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, mm. it's the opposite of rebuilding the beauty pass from passes, you know? There are filters and, and special thingies. Not gonna lie, I'm, I never done it. I just know how it, how it works. You subst- mm-hmm. subtract certain data from pixels to get right. what you need so that yeah. way you can extract bloom because it's not present in your passes like diffuse pass reflection pass it's not there but it is in your beauty beauty render right mm-hmm. so using that subtractive blah blah you can divide the beauty from uh, post pass and do it that way but if actually you're using a, a here you go, I got a screwdriver. The again. screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're using a proper compositing software like Fusion or Nuke, they have beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tools for mm-hmm. custom-made blooms and yeah. flares and and all that. I have big, heard that. Yes. Big reason to switch. Um. Any other non-related NFT questions in the chat right now? Just to, before we get to the NFT section, just put them in there. Um, and in the meantime, we are going to do MoGraph recommends, and this will be pretty interesting today. I think um, we're basically going to ask you some of your favorite things and kind of find out like what influences you mm-hmm. um, from different mediums. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way we'll start that out is um, asking you what your favorite movie is. And these can be of all time or these could be recents. Mm-hmm. Avatar, hands down. Okay. Really inspired. And that rainforest at dawn study, I, was, I wanted to do it since I saw mm-hmm. Avatar. What then, what what specifically about Avatar was it that you that you that makes it your favorite? Uh, probably not the story, but the world Cameron okay. created, and Cameron uh-huh. is one of the inspire inspiration people for myself. He's the driver of the industry with now Favreau, Cameron, uh, Robert Rodriguez, who shot uh-huh. uh, Mandalorian. Those people they're driving yeah. their their trend. Kind of, they're setting up the trends. They're dictating the future. Hugely inspired, and uh, yeah, if I ever have a chance to shake their hands, I will. Uh, I will consider my life complete. <laughs> is there supposed to? Be, is there a part two coming out? Yeah, uh, two and, and, and three. three. Yeah, two and three. Yeah, I think they've when already shot both of them. Yeah, there are. Any, they will be. They will be here soon. As yeah. far as I know. 
What about TV shows? Rewatched Friends recently. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. One thing I, I, one thing I appreciate I a about Friends guy, but one I thing I appreciate about Friends that I think they did correctly because it took them a long time to get over to like the streaming service. Mm-hmm. They went back and they remastered all of it to be in sixteen by nine versus four three cropped. You know, oh, and I really appreciated that. I think I think Seinfeld did the same as well. You know, Simpsons. The Simpsons. Went, the Simpsons stayed four three. The other way. The other right, way. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like adding on to sixteen by nine, but like I don't know. I was really happy that they did that. Yeah, a lot of shows that you can appreciate, but uh, I just don't have time. And Friends is something I've seen like numerous times, and I always, yeah. uh, inst- you know, in terms of music uh, that you listen when you work, it can be some soundtracks from movies. Something not, not bloody dubstep or something, or ACDC <laughs> from po- powerful music. Right. Uh, or it will be a show or a movie that you've seen like hundreds of times playing on the background. Yeah. The, the, it, it won't distract you because you don't have to watch it. You know what, what's happening. You know what's happening. Just li- listen yeah. to right. it. So yeah. Fra- Friends yeah. is one of those shows. That's probably why I'm rewatching it. It's actually, I guess there was an interesting study or something that was done and they were talking about like why people like to put that stuff on and besides you know when you're working it's kind of this you know and and it's not something you really have to pay a lot of attention to it there's something psychological when watching like the office over and over Mm -hmm. because you know how it ends there's Mm -hmm. no drama there's no you're not on your ed- the edge of your seat waiting to figure it out. It's it's very comforting to know that like it's controlled and you it makes know you that, feel like, home home. I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 I saw Good somewhere that said uh, uh, when someone asks, "Do you watch The Office?" It implies that they never actually stop watching The Office. Right. <laughs> they just continue watching The Office. That's true. Nice. Uh, the next one on the list is, uh, and you touched on it for a minute, but music. Yeah. Um, are you the type of person that um, listens to one type of music when you work and one type of music when you don't work, or is it all just kind of nah. the same thing? No, I'm, I'm super mixed. One one track can be ACDC. The mm-hmm. next one will be some Russian rap. The next one mm-hmm. will be some French Trash. I don't know something. <laughs> uh, a total mix of different genres. I thought you were, were going to say you listen to the French Monkey. Yeah, the French as, French Monkey is yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't talked to that guy in a while. I, th- I think he I was on earlier. earlier. Yeah, he was in the chat yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Um, something else I was going to mention when we were on TV shows, and I forgot is I guess there's an I Am Groot animated series coming to Disney. Oh really? Okay. Marvel Studios? Yeah. Yeah. They just announced yeah. a whole bunch of new stuff coming to Disney Plus. So uh, I, I think know. um you, you know uh Kirsten Lepore, I think mm. she had something to do with it cuz it, it was kind of a vague Twitter thing like oh now the cat's out of the bag or something like mm-hmm. I don't know if she's involved in it or what but you know her she she did um what did she do, Matt? You know who I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, right? it was the uh Hey there, or something. What is it? Um, the the naked dude with the yeah. butt and is like, yeah. "Hey there, friend," or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but she also did stuff for Yo Gabba Gabba. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What What else did she 
she did something something else animate was it oh uh the episode of adventure time with the claymation stuff mm-hmm. and i think she's involved in that project too it's a weird story i just happened to run into her in real life in austin one time just in passing at a convention and was like aren't you tristan lapore and she's like yeah like kind of creep creep surge <laughs> like like how do you know who i am uh i always wanted her to like come on the show and, and talk about like claymation and stuff because like that's her main that's her main thing and it's just such a a beautiful art form still and you know kind of like when we had um 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 god my mind's blank um <laughs> Coraline mm-hmm. yeah I know uh, you're talking about yeah what what is the pro- what is my problem I'm getting old yeah um <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just thought that that would be fun. So I don't know what her involvement is, but I'll put a link to that show notes. You can check that out. That's the, next the, thing on the, the list, streaming thing. You just talk for so long, then you forget what you were. Why? Why am I doing mm-hmm. this? Why, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your? Do you listen to podcasts uh, while you're working as well? Or no, because I don't know. It's probably that you know information perception thing. I can't. I have to listen then, and especially yeah. if it's something yeah, yeah. interesting. I won't be working. I have to listen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it has to be something I already know, then I can listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And what about uh, your favorite plugin? It can't be a render engine. <laughs> can't be, and it can't be Clarice. It's got to be, like, uh, do you have a go-to plugin? From recent ones, or what? what? Uh, it could Any, be either. Any. It could be yeah. either or. Well, for Cinema 4D, I quite enjoy the quad Remesher, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's yeah, had good. to had to. So you pro- if if you know what my work, you know I'm a hard surface guy usually, mm-hmm. um, and uh, suddenly I had to bloody model a sneaker. Nice. <laughs> so so yeah, uh, quad remesher was a big big uh, helper in this process, mm-hmm. and yeah, finished the task. I'm actually trying to switch from being a hard surface guy to a character. Um, oh, yeah? Kind of in, in, involved, yeah. That's why I'm doing sculpting now. Characters are, characters are so tough, man. And, mm-hmm. and I just, every time I work with a character animation, I'm just like, I just don't think I could do this full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not, I don't know, something doesn't click in my head. I can't figure it, I can't figure it out. Some people are just so good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on what type of character. So I actually found that I'm good at uh, likeness sculpting. You know, I can I can sculpt you both. It will look mm-hmm. the same, which is quite interesting. I didn't absolutely expect this, but you just learn the anatomy of the face, some bones, and then you can bloody just do it from scratch. You just know how 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 the face is built, the proportions, and then you can look at the photo. Here, 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 and just recreate the faces. I'm actually not interested in that. <laughs> I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested in creatures, you know, something fa- fantasy uh, related, not not realistic. Tori Bryant. <laughs> You're so funny. But that what was, was popular. Driving me nuts. Tori Bryant was the person I was I was thinking of. My my head. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what about the rigging and stuff of the characters, though? Like, how how do you? What is your resource for getting into more advanced rigging, weighting, all of that? 
um, because that's the part that where my mind just like I don't know yet, mate. But I'll find that out, and I will record a video about it. How how I overcame the challenge. I'm cool. uh, probably the, the the my my strongest suit is nothing I'm doing or whatever skill set I have, but I'm not afraid of any shit. I actually have no fear right here. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, what about app? If you're on your phone, what is your go-to app right now? YouTube Studio. Okay. That's cool. Did you yeah. get one Are of you, the? Uh, did you get one of the silver YouTube uh, hundred thousand subscribers? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's there. Nice, Hang, nice. hanging on the wall. Yeah, EJ, EJ just joined EJ that just, list. Yeah, just joined yeah. that list of people who hit a hundred thousand subscribers. It was cool. a funny sto- story with this one. Uh, sometimes in UK, UK can be super advanced in terms of deliveries and uh, availability of things, mm-hmm. but with this button. I was waiting for it so badly. It was like, oh, my God, YouTube button. I'm going to get it. Oh, my God, YouTube button. And then I'm receiving a bloody really expensive electric wakeboard something. Uh Surfing board, you know. And I'm like Googling. It's seven grand worth board. And I'm like, "Mm, should I, should I, should I leave it or should I? but then I want my button more, so I just returned mm-hmm. it and <laughs> got funny. my button. Did you, did you have to pay for the button? No, no, it's free. Oh, okay, that's what I was going to say. I, 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 I was pretty sure it was free, yeah. No, yeah. but someone, someone, instead of his super expensive board, received some dude's bloody YouTube button and was like, where's my board? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I don't know. I think I'd keep the. I think I think I'd keep the YouTube thing personally. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the next one on the list. Oh, actually, I had a question too. While we were on the apps, is the um, is Instagram? Now, now you do post some things on Instagram, but yeah. Um, and so you're on there. Some people aren't even on Instagram, and I'm mm-hmm. curious, like with the way things are going right now in NFTs. Um, and obviously Instagram's still around, but what a lot of people talk about is the fact that your engagement on Instagram is what a heart. Someone will heart your stuff. Where does that get you? Um, it's not money. You're not well, actually money Instagram for, for me is a good platform to communicate with my audience. I don't really, I do read comments on YouTube, but I don't reply because they're usually 99% of them are repeated or people not willing to, you know, search for the answer or, you know, you know that. Realm. Right, right. But yeah. the Instagram has the, these uh, convenient things like primary, general, and then requests. Right. So yeah. when yeah, I yeah. click requests, it's people who are new and, you know, asking something. I'm reading if it's something I can quickly reply to or I'm in, interested in replying and doing it. Or there are people who I communicated before and I'm usually... You know, well, I'm not going to lie, not usually, but I, I'm trying to reply in comments under Instagram posts because it's, it's, it's the platform I'm posting and publishing something the least on. Right. So, yeah, you can find me there. And this is the biggest chance I'll reply. It's, a, it's a tough thing for a lot of people, I think, who, are, who, who, who struggle 
mm. with trying to get their work out there because you know it all becomes about the likes it all be, how many likes can i get you know rather than just letting the art be the art um instagram is a great place for that how do you feel like about moving forward with everything and of course we're getting into nfts and stuff which mm-hmm. probably switch gears soon but when yeah. it comes to um the future do you think people are going to stay on platforms like that where there's nothing besides just here's a picture, everybody like it, you know, or is it going to move to where there's some sort of a platform, an NFT-ish platform that's like the all-encompassing, uh, where there's a little more value. If somebody likes your work, it means it actually will lead to something rather than just like fake internet dollars. Well... Uh, well, actually, I feel like I need to run away for a quick sec. <laughs> but um, in terms of Instagram, I think it will stay just because it will be a personal preference. I'll I'll be there. I mean, mm-hmm. I just like the kind of form factor of Instagram. I like having my works there. Don't mm-hmm. really care too much about how many subscribers. I, I have like something like 30K mm-hmm. on Instagram. And it's, it's, it's not moving... Uh, lower or you, you got the drill yeah. uh, it, it's constantly slowly slowly growing somewhere and it's just there it's just my cons- I, I post family photos on there I don't mm-hmm. need Twitter um, I did sell NFTs but I didn't need Twitter for it mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I mean I don't know I, I think there will be, there is nothing else to invent Behance for a portfolio. I much more prefer Instagram, to be honest, with its carousel, whatever mm-hmm. thing I can put all the angles or renders or whatever. I don't know. And if people ask me for my work, and for for instance, I, I struggle to put together a showreel right now since two t- 2015. <laughs> Funny. Mm-hmm. The last showreel I've put on was out of nothing's one, consisting of my own work, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you but, need one though? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's another question. That's my partner's kind yeah. of credo. He was saying like showreels are for people who don't have real work. <laughs> 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 but I, re- I really want one. And uh, until I have one, Instagram is kind of uh, a link that I'm sending to people asking what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's an easy explanation of what I'm doing. There are some behind the scenes. There are some works, some breakdowns some family life as well, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that helps to, um, some people do both. Some people will have an account just for their family and one just for their work, which that's kind of how I do it. But at the same time, there is something to kind of mixing it together. I yeah. think, um, Barton, uh, actually is the one who was talking to me about this in the, the in the first place was he has an account that's like already been chewed, and it also just has a mix of like his personal stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that reminds clients that you are a human being. You're yeah. not just a person, a factory pushing out content. But then it, it comes down whether you are a solo guy or you're mm-hmm. a brand, you're a company. You can't put, right. I can't put, if, I'm, if I'll be you know, positioning myself as a company, I can't put my kids in there because right, it wouldn't right. make sense right, but right. i can put some team events uh, going to pub drinking beers you know las mm-hmm. vegas nights or something i can put it on there yeah 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 um last question in this section is 
your favorite life hack and uh, the example we always give of this of the life hack is Mitch Meyer says you turn the toaster on its side for some bomb ass grilled cheese. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be the type of life hack that's like gimmicky or whatever. Um, it could be like a time management thing, um, productivity, that kind of thing. Do you have any hacks for people? Uh, get up at five in the morning. Ooh, what time do you go Man. to bed? Yeah. 10 with my kids. Okay. Earlier if I can. So six hours of sleep. Yeah. Right? <laughs> No, more seven, seven hours of sleep. Seven, yeah, uh, <laughs> math is hard. Um, and but I mean, you could time shift that, right? It, well, yeah. you, so, you you're not necessarily have to be consistent in it. Like I'm not because there are different projects. I don't know. You can, you, you need to probably you can. That's it. That's that's my limit of talking. Um, mm-hmm. You may have circumstances where you need to, you know, stay for a night and deliver something urgently for the morning. Obviously, right. you won't wake up at five then. Right. So it can shift. Yeah. But if you can do like three, four, five AMs in a week, oh my God, you will be surprised. And is that because like nobody's bugging you at those yeah. hours? Is that yeah. <laughs> no emails? No. no one's bugging you and you feel like there's that uh, mysterious energy like, Similar to after the gym, you know, you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm a badass. Yeah. <laughs> and at 5 a.m., yeah. when no one's awake, you're ahead of the world. You, you, you're... By the time, actually, people start to get into meetings at, uh, you know, 12 p.m., you're already done. Your day is done. Yeah. 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 End with the meetings instead of worrying about getting them out of the way to get to the project you had to work on. Yeah might have to try there's, that. There's the book uh, that uh, inspired me to this called Pet, literally 5am club, club by uh, by Robin Sharma. Okay. A really good, uh, highly recommended stuff. I find that um, the best time for me to start trying to wake up early is during one of the, one of the time changes because mm. we just switched over. We set the clocks back and mm. Rather than starting work at nine, I've been trying to start to work at eight. Yeah. Because my body was already used to that. So I'm really trying to go a little bit earlier, even though I was very much not an early person before. Um, yeah. It, it seems to help just a little bit because by the time, like you said, noon rolls around, whether it's meetings, lunch, whatever it is, you actually feel like you got something done. Yeah. Because I was at the point where, you know, I would start working at nine and within an hour, Matt's like, because he gets, he, you know, he was getting up. What time are you getting up? I get up around Six, 7. 6.30, seven. 7, depends on when my kid wakes up. Mm. So it's like, I felt like by the time I sat down and started working, Matt's like, all right, I'm going to lunch. Yeah. That's, like, that's oh, the, I, the, I also the, like the, the, eat the lunch thing at with, like 10. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with me, I have to wake up before they do, you know, because yeah. then it will start right. to be like, my wife won't be offended, but then it will start, ah, can you help? Can you bring? Can you do something? <laughs> no, I can't. Right. I have work. So I, you, have to, you have to do it before everyone wakes up and get out of the house. Yeah. 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 Bobby was asking what time I go to bed. See, that's the thing is I don't know what it is about my body clock, but sometimes it's hard for me to go to bed before 2, 3 in the morning, yeah. 4 every once in a while. It's all the coffee so and monsters you're drinking. Yeah, I'm back on the caffeine train as of yesterday, and yesterday was the first time in like a month and a half that I've been able to stay up past 1030. Mm. Thomas said that this drink looks sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) 
the past the past few days, like before I got back on caffeine, I was going to bed at eight thirty. Basically, the second I got my kids down, I was so exhausted that I just would go to sleep. We're getting old, boys. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we've been on for a bit here. We should probably yeah. go to uh, the drop because yeah, we can have Can I leave you for, for a couple about. of minutes? Go for absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Go get something to drink. Use yeah. the restroom, and we'll get it started. <laughs> Dave, did you, get your, did you get your mouse head? Okay. Well, let's start the drop, and I'll talk about the mouse head. Let's okay. do that. The drop. Drop, drop. Is this the fucking mic? Drop. This is exactly what I should be doing. What's up and welcome to this week's episode of The Drop, your weekly source for all things NFT and crypto art, as well as upcoming drops by notable people in the MoGraph industry. I'm Matt Milstead. Joining me as always is Dave Koss. Joining us this week is an empty chair that used to be Andre Lebrov. <laughs> He'll be back in He'll a second. Yeah. If you are just joining us on The Drop only, uh, this is part of our regular podcast, the MoGraph podcast. Yes. Andre is using the restroom. We've been talking for hours and uh, we're going to talk about some NFT stuff now, um, and so we'll start going over this before he gets back. Number one, uh, the Dead Mouse collection is wow. out, and I have—I I do not know. I went through the motions. I did the thing. It said it was good, and now I don't know what to do. It's—it should be in your MetaMask. Look in your MetaMask. Where would I see it? My MetaMask. Look on your MetaMask, my... and then go. No, never mind. Where is it? Because it, it said I was supposed to see it after that, and I did it, and I went through the motions. It still says I own Matic. I, I, I do you mo- um okay? Do you have it on your phone? It says already claimed, so it sounds like it's claimed. Okay. I just don't go, know where to see it. Go to OpenSea and connect your okay. connect your MetaMask wallet. It should be in there. Okay. Yeah. See, the, and this is the thing. Even know. knowing, know. the, even knowing about NFTs. I think this is something that is going to work itself out. This is a great topic of conversation is that it is complicated. So, for example, um, many of you probably know that Beeple was on Jimmy Fallon this week, right? Yes. Jimmy Fallon said, I bought myself a a bored ape. And and it's like, okay, do you think that Fallon figured all of this out himself? Yeah. Or did he seemed very confused it? about what what it was called, so I'm going to. <laughs> he hesitated a right. bit when he was saying yeah. he bought a board ape, you know. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it, he just called up his broker and was like, "Hey, buy me a board ape." Yep. So so he went through the motions, mm-hmm. and um, I think what has to be fixed in order for people to really be able to do something like this is there has to be some sort of streamlined process, some normalization, some standards that are set, everything so that your grandma can buy an yeah. NFT. It is not to that point because, for example... The amount, of, um, the amount of work that you had to go through just to be able to mint this thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It's not that I don't understand it. It's that you have to be ready for it. It's like, oh, I have to buy this at 1 o'clock today. I have to move money around i have uh-huh. to do this thing i have to check the gas fees and then i want to do some polygon yeah yeah all of that right so it's just it's just such a, a hassle and i don't know what to even right now it's like okay now you go to check open i'm trying to connect my wallet it's not doing anything uh-huh. and i'm trying to do a show so i'm just gonna ignore it for now and hope that i got <laughs> my i'm it, sure it you got said, one 
It said already claimed, so I think it worked. I think it went through. I just don't know where to see it. And even with, like, uh, Nick uh, Smearballs, he's the one who put this yeah. whole thing together. He did a freaking fantastic job. Dude, I am... Like, what's what's crazy, so I, I went on to OpenSea to see the ones that have already been purchased by people, you know? And so, like, just seeing it on OpenSea, it's it's gorgeous. It's The work is yes. excellent. You know, yes. but you click on one of the items and what's interesting is they don't show you the image of the picture. They show you the GTLF or whatever, GTFL or whatever, the 3D one that you can spin around and look at. But then you've also got a still image that's super high resolution, you know, that looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he did these renders in Octane. I'm I'm assuming we can talk about this. He 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 popped in our Discord the other day. And he kind of gave us a rundown on what he did. And I'm like, look, you've got to come on the show and talk about this in detail because it is so cool. But what he's doing is he's doing he, – he did the renders for these individual pieces mm-hmm. in Octane. Mm-hmm. But also he used this special software that did these down conversions and polygons and still made them look good. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you would get this GTL, what I call it, the GTFO file. Yeah, the GTFO. <laughs> the GTFO file where – you have access to the 3D version of that, and you can bring that into the metaverse, yeah. and you can use it as a game character or whatever that is, right? Like, I uh, I don't really know what I'm going to do with it right now. I know I'd probably use it later for something, but I just – I love where this is going, and I love the way he put it together. He really thought it out and really went through to make sure that there weren't any issues, like, with, with mechas, right, where things, like, look too similar yeah. or certain pieces or backgrounds don't go with each other correctly, you yeah. know, all of that. Um, so he just did an absolutely great job and he put a great, uh, article together on medium mm-hmm. about how to go through the process and it stepped me through it and it was great. But still, even with all of that, it's like, this was so complicated. It's such a pain. Yeah. It's such a pain, yeah. you know? And I bought, uh, that's why I was, I was really excited when render announced that they were moving to Solana cause Solana was easy. Solana mm-hmm. buying stuff like I bought the uh, Bone World stuff on Solana, and that was that was so simple because I went on to Coinbase, I bought some Solana, I transferred it to my Phantom wallet, you know, for mm-hmm. next to nothing, and then I was able to purchase, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's nice. That was very nice, but Dave, I'm yeah, looking I'm on the- I'm looking on your wallet right now. I don't see anything. I don't see it. Yeah, but it says know. I claimed it, so it's somewhere. I don't know. Somewhere, I'll figure it out after the show. Somewhere. <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. Why? Yeah. <sighs> check right. check your wallet. Make sure see if you've got money. Did it take your money? But that's that's what I was saying. I kept running it. It still says I have Matic. Well, yeah, Matic. But do you have? Uh, but I thought that that Raps was supposed to, to. I mean, I did. I did all of it. All right. And I did it, and it said that the transaction was completed. <laughs> okay. And then I was supposed to see it after that. And then right. I ran it again. I don't know. Could have been an error. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, this process isn't isn't ready. Yeah. Where is all of this going to come when everything normalizes? When NFTs I don't think the process is that bad, to be honest. I feel like there's a question in the chat. Like, do you have to, do you have, to have, like, a good work or have to be popular to be able to sell? That's a good question in my yeah opinion i think i think the people who are successful in nfts are the ones who are very much a part of the community of the nft community who are are what like 
And that was a big thing, you know, back in February, March, when people within our industry were like, oh, I can sell my artwork finally. Awesome. And make some money off of it. Let's do it. It was the people who were who continued to stay in that group, in that community, instead of just looking for a quick buck, who ended up becoming really successful in that in that space, Mm. I think. You have to market yourself and that's tough to do. Um, We always talk about, you know, gimmicks help mm-hmm. a lot of people have done these little gimmicks and physical pieces and that helps and it's like you're you're either going to do that and you're really going to push your you know your mark your own marketing or you're already famous mm-hmm. let's be honest if you're already famous it's easy yeah. even famous have to put some presentation into it i think it's Absolutely. all about sure. presentation it was at some point it was all about hype i mean mm-hmm. it's uh, it's controversial works that uh, attracted like huge humongous money right we all know what i'm talking about but then there are there are stories and presentations about uh, like people he have Mm -hmm. a a obvious story right he didn't have to necessarily put a presentation together but there's a story there's background he is the presentation himself and now i think hype is gone right and NFT mm-hmm. is not only for individuals. We see teams collaborating, putting like that uh, thing you mentioned, uh, Dead Mouse, put mm-hmm. a collection of those Dead Mouse uh, 5000 variations, avatars, mm-hmm. whatever. They're not the only ones doing that. If you would Google, there will be a lot of collections of, of those avatars out there, and yeah. it's teams collaborating. Uh, businesses are going into NFTs, and it's a really interesting future around it so like with any work like back in the days you had to put a good and still do have to put a good presentation around your work on behance for example when when where you describe your project your work that you've done a case study right you have to explain it to audience same with the drops same with nfts you have to explain why collect uh, collectioner whatever Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Have 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 to buy your work. For example, I I sold two NFTs, uh, but I didn't market it. I didn't put a presentation. It was just out there. I I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> how it happened. It just did. Mm-hmm. I think I think yeah. Science, you you have uh, them on uh, uh uh what is it on foundation 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 right? yeah Simon yeah. Simon Simon after our interview he invited me on foundation. I've put some works up one went in about a month time i didn't market mm-hmm. it just some random mm-hmm. dude just bought it yeah and <laughs> then the second one as far as i know it was again because of simon he told someone about me mm-hmm. so that's how it went and yeah so sometimes it works like that but most of the time you have to put work into presentation really yeah. good one <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, and you've got some of them up right now. Uh, in fact, I'll I'll just bring this up right here so you can see. So, mm-hmm. which ones? Uh, this this is the one that I love. This uh, Halloween. Yes. So, here. pumpkin went, and then the sphere uh, was from one of my first videos on YouTube. It's a loop. That looks great, man. Yeah, it does. Oh, merci. It's really great. Did you did you do um, did you do ZBrush for the pumpkin on that? No, I bought it on TurboSquid and then rigged it no. for animation. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. And then the um, the sphere as well. Yeah, 
That's, uh, is this this was related? Was this related to one of your tutorials mm-hmm. with the road? Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. texture, texture okay, tutorial. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. All right, let me go back uh, uh, in my notes here because um, there's a couple other random things that happened this week as well. Uh, yeah, the the biggest news is uh, Hen Hick and, Hick and Yuck that I like to. Just, uh, it's just gone. It's gone. Like, this is ridiculous. It like yeah. became one of the most popular, you know, Tezos uh, uh, marketplaces, and then and like everyone was using it, and then all of a sudden, just gone. It's just just gone. It's like now there's a there's a, a copycat site or a clone or a clone site of it, right? Yeah, but like, that's what about similar. all the people who like posted stuff on there? I mean, is I, I'm I, I don't know. I'm confused about it, but man, that's it's crazy. It's crazy that it's just gone. Like I've never heard yeah. of that happening before. You know, I've heard of like rug pulls and stuff like that with people doing collections, but like for a whole site just to be gone, a whole marketplace? I don't know. And that's the problem that you run up against, you know, these sites come up and you're like, "Okay, well, how much should I put into this? How much right. effort should I put into this site if 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 everybody could just disappear at any given time?" Right. Like Tokyo Megaplex was doing like he started doing this whole collection of things that he was, you know, putting up there and selling them and stuff. And it's like, somebody made a joke that Tokyo Meg should actually just take over. They should just give the site to him. They should. Yeah. (laughs) I forget who that was said that, but it's funny. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I haven't heard much info on that. It just kind of came up and, and nobody seemed to have any info as why. Yeah. Uh, so um, maybe something has happened since I read that in the last couple of days, but um, that's all I know about it. So, yeah. um, if anybody has any more info, uh, you know, let us know. Yeah. The other thing is render. Gosh, token. render, man, render is on fire. It, like, it's so funny. So, like, a uh, you know, uh, after selling my Beeple piece and like keeping track of stuff is like okay my taxes are going to be a lot so i put some money aside for my taxes you know and i just put it in like a small investment account to let it you know gain a little bit of interest to help me cover my taxes and i was like at, uh, about a month ago i was like you know render is pretty stable right now i wonder if i could throw all that into render and just uh you know see if it goes anywhere because I, I it was about like 89 cents it was hovering between 89 cents and a dollar and stuff like that and i was like i wonder if it'll go anywhere had I done that, I would have quadrupled my money over the past hmm. like week and a half, which would have been uh, awesome. Hindsight, hindsight is that yeah. on render? Yeah. That is render, yeah. yeah. So the render tokens yeah. right now, like it was eighty nine cents. It's up to four dollars and seventy seven cents, which is mm. crazy. I think this this big announcement going moving over to Solana and stuff has really helped. Mm-hmm. You know, as well as I think they got on another marketplace. I'm hoping that this like really. Uh, grab some attention from like Coinbase and stuff like that. And they can get onto Coinbase. That'll make things yeah. a lot easier within the render world, being able to buy and sell on Coinbase. But right now at, with the price that it is, so you can buy four render tokens. Yeah. For explain one, this. Okay. So it's funny. So if you're set up as a render node, which I am, and I've got three different, three different computers that can render on the render network all at the same time. Right. So if you're set up as a render node, like right now I can go onto the render site, submit a job, 
and say it costs me one euro. So I, I spend, you know, one euro to get four render tokens, which is technically the equivalent right now of like almost $20, right? So if that job gets sent to me and I get paid back <laughs> one render token, then I basically make money off of it. So it's interesting. I'm sure they're going to adjust the scale, you know, eventually to adjust for render token payouts and stuff like that. They're right. probably going to lower the, the render token payouts, but you know, it'll be uh, uh, right now. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Now, as far as investing, this is, you know, not financial advice or whatever, cause it's at an all time high $4. It hit $5 earlier today, like just a little bit ago, which is absolutely insane to me, you know, just got to just got to have it hit $730 and then I'm a millionaire. <laughs> she knows go. it may it may. I um, believe very strongly it, in render. There there's talk in the chat too about setting up a node and I again man so, there's just been so much chatter apparently. As of right now, as of right now there are tough. yeah, there's I mean I got lucky because, you know, I I know a bunch of the devs and stuff like that. I was like, "Hey, hook me up." And so they hooked me up, right? But it's like, uh, uh, right now, there's an abundance of nodes, you know? So really, like, there's more nodes than actual render jobs right now. But, you know, what I can see in the future happening is render yeah, render's a, a really solid platform that I think, you know, won't just be used for rendering, you know, frames anymore. That's well, what I would o- like to overall, see. Like to... Re- overall, render is a fantastic idea, and uh, yeah. there's a bigger vision of the CEO of Autoy Jules. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great future, and I believe, even though I, I, I basically stopped using Octane, still, uh-huh. still, uh, it's a it's a great future for the whole company, and that render, in particular, the process of getting jobs to the network is getting more streamlined. Thanks to people like Dino, who uh, yeah. mm-hmm. programmed that thing to export RBXs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, as you said, I'm actually surprised it didn't take off and there are not as many jobs on the network, you know. But then it, think... it, it, it also comes to the limitations of Cinema 4D again. Because they're, they're, mm-hmm. um, I, I read some, some stuff that developers of uh, the plugins for Cinema 4D are saying, and there are some things that can't be baked by, because of the cinema, not Octane, mm-hmm. you know, to, mm-hmm. to Orbx. I made a tutorial, a big one, about baking particles to Alembics and then exporting to render network it's all yeah. a, a big additional hassle but once that you know what once that's sorted i i think it's a fantastic tool you literally need you know that work i did with the paper castle and wrapping mm-hmm. that that was all made oh my I god dave one. i want to see that one uh <laughs> it Jeez, basically was full, fully de- fully developed on a razor laptop Right, and then mm-hmm. re- rendered only rendered the final ones on uh, render from the local one that mm-hmm. we had in in the company. But with the working concept like render network, you could only have a laptop and be a fully functioning badass artist on the go. Mm-hmm. You just develop the project on your uh, really capable laptop, then send yep. it to render. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You're done. Your mm-hmm. super big budget production is done. Yeah, the, is this uh, the one? I, I, I think is this the one here. I think yeah, yeah. right now, um, 
with the you know right now you're just able to render octane jobs and stuff like that but you know they've it it's in their pipeline or in their plan to eventually you know bring on Arnold renderer and I'm sure mm-hmm. redshift is just behind that and anything that what is it a uh that's a hydra delegate you know will be able to be rendered on render which is in, insane to me it's like that's the future decentralization of the you know rendering yeah. and yeah, paying crazy. people to do it that is that is the future of this and just that's be another kernel right It'll just be, just be uh, yeah just another drop down yep yeah. And you can mix and match. And like Bobby was saying in the chat, render integrating C++ and OSL shaders into Solana yeah. NFTs. That's going to be Man. huge. That's going to be a huge thing. Gamification of NFTs. Absolutely. The gamification of NFTs. Like that is going yeah. to be, that's like, that's like POC, POC level stuff, you know, mm-hmm. for us newbies who don't, you know, get into that stuff. But being able to write OSL shaders in C++ directly into like, say, C4D or into your Orbex file and then be able to render all those on the render network and they adjust with it. That's going to be, that's going to be killer. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah. 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 So that's I, that's uh, that's so exciting and depressive at the same time. To be <laughs> honest, I feel I feel a bit left out. I used to know everything about Octane, and now you know, mm-hmm. I'm just starting to feel like, oh, missing out on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Vernon we were talking to in the in the Discord who had uh, the other day who had gone away from Octane, went to Redshift for a while, and now I'm back in Octane. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, there's so much more here now. There is. Yeah, that's uh, what yeah. I'm saying. It's so much more developed, and, P- and the auto is actually listening to yeah to people. Absolutely. They're integrating all of it, like Asus. Asus yeah. is not working properly. Here you go. Fix, fix, fix. Yeah. Features, 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 like crazy. I think. I think uh, uh, after version three, there was like a lot of a lot of anger after version three, because I, I feel like we expected a whole lot more, you know, and right. we, we had Jules on the show a little bit after that. And we, we kind of, you know, I feel bad, but we, we, we kind of, you know, <laughs> got onto him about some of this stuff. And since yeah. then he's been extremely active, you know, in our, in our, uh, community, in our community, in the, the whole community, graphics you know, community. Yeah. a great, he's, he's a, a, a great, great guy. And I'm, I'm, I'm super, I'm super happy that he is so active, you know, being able to see that from a CEO and stuff like that is, is very, very cool. And I'm excited to talk to him about NFTs in a couple of weeks when he's on the yeah. show, because man, that conversation the metaverse, all of that, gosh. Yeah. That's going to be a fun convo. Yeah, it um, will be. I have uh, the question that I saved from the very beginning of the show. Uh, question uh, for you, um, Andre, is how much change do you think the metaverse will have on traditional 2D and 3D digital media? Will, will there be a huge shift from showcasing our work on monitors uh, to VR headsets or what have you? Mm. Wow, I don't know. It's hard to say. There are so many of those metaverses, and uh, it's it's really confusing topic. Since uh, VR headset headsets became a thing, it's really confusing. And what do you think of the metaverse, though? Like in general, I guess would be you know. Well, something like Ready Player One would be amazing, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I the. I don't, I'm not seeing it working unless something like light fields would become a thing 
yeah. or something like light, light light fields to become a thing, we need something like render network to bloody function on its full right. potential, right. and it's uh, it's basically the base of Jules' vision for the future. Mm-hmm. Right. And for me, it, it, ever since VR headsets became became a thing, uh, it's not for me. I don't want to wear anything on my head. I feel discomfort even now with the head, uh, headphones on my head. Mm-hmm. But with the VR headset, it goes even further. I feel sick. Mm-hmm. I was one of the first ones to buy those expensive... Uh, what? No, not HTC. Who was the, the, the first? The Vive? One? Vive, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought the first one, Like, was super excited. But the only thing I didn't feel sick of was the Google Earth thing. Mm-hmm where you could actually control, see where, yeah. where you're going, and it's not, you know, moving. So you're, I yeah. uh, don't know, know the English words, but your subconscious, whatever, knows and predicts the environment. Right. But yeah. if, if, if it's a shooter, space shooter, and uh, there's a, that... The thing is moving around, yeah. The disconnection be, be, between all, what you're yeah. seeing and what you're feeling, I feel like, oh, yeah. oh no, please don't yeah. stop it. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever that is in your inner ear that connects to your brain. That exactly, yeah. I feel physically know you're sick. Yeah. So there is no metaverse for me unless this little thing is uh, sorted, you know, and uh, stuff like light fields and those panels, uh, like holographic, yeah. basically panels. The holographic the, panels are going to be insane. I can't yeah, wait you, you, for that. You, you can turn your room into the streaming the holodeck. Sort of, yeah. yeah, holodeck. <laughs> Basically, yeah. and if it will become, uh, if everyone would be able to afford it, if it would become consumer-friendly installation and all the logistics behind it, then we can talk about metaverse, and then we can talk about changing the traditional traditional ways of uh, showcasing our works. But in terms of artists, uh, everyone's already re- ready for it. I mean, all that that NFT stuff. It's going there. I mean, Nike and companies like that starting to design virtual uh, shoes. Why is mm-hmm. that for? We know what yeah. you're up to, Nike. Huh? Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's funny. <laughs> oh, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if Facebook really is going to be the pioneer that they think they're going to be. I sure hope field, they're not. Yeah. We'll see. We'll the, see. I, I read an interesting, I saw an interesting article the other day talking about why Facebook is going to fail at the metaverse. It's because they are so, like, they want you to sign up. There's no free when it comes to Facebook. Like, you have to sign up and be a part and be tracked by them at all times if you're going to use their metaverse, you know, or, or their, their use products. Their gear. Who, yeah. who was I talking to? Was it? Who was I talking to the other day? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I remember. Uh, I don't remember. Or was who. it Thomas? I, we were talking in the in the Discord about if you get a Facebook violation. Let's say you get you get in Facebook jail. Yeah. For for a couple days, you can't you can't do anything with your Oculus Rift account. Yeah, just so stupid. Really? Yeah. Like who? Yeah. Who wants to do that? Oh, I'm sorry. You can't access all your games you paid for anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Like, is that where we're going with that? Like, I just don't feel like. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel like the metaverse one, is going I, I to feel be like Facebook. Once Zuckerberg's <laughs> out of there, I feel like Facebook Facebook could be a better place. You know, if they'd stop it with the uh, the the algorithmic you know timeline, and Zuckerberg was gone, I don't know. Anyway, mm. he's a robot. 
Did you see that um, clip? I did. Where I he sent said, it to I used you. to be a human. Yeah. I am a I, I am a human. <laughs> I mean, I am a human. I am a human. There's a lot of negativity around Facebook. I'm not uh, that deep oh, into yeah. news, but I, I hear bad if, things all the time. Oh man, yeah. it's so bad in the U.S. too. Like because you know the algorithms determine what drives what will drive your uh, engagement. Your engagement, you know, and that's anger. And that's anger. Yeah. Mm. So you just get well. To you be know, honest. and then you get a bunch of you get a bunch of you know troll farms on yeah. facebook who are just trying to push anger more dis- disinformation in order to either or anger you yeah so that you'll engage more yeah it's in stupid. western countries and cultures these days you have to be careful about what you're saying like overall mm-hmm. just just, yes. just just be careful with how you formulate your thought yeah i think yeah yeah i know what you mean with facebook as well yeah yeah ridiculous um <laughs> let's let's switch gears real yeah quick. let's go over Matt, to the let's, the, the let's main go drops. This week's drops let's go to this week's yeah. drops so yeah, let's uh, do that. we've got uh uh a few for nifty gateway they didn't have the whole week they stopped at the 18th like i said i don't like the way they're doing drop schedules now i wish i had all of them but maybe eventually we'll do two episodes of the drop per week you know. Oh geez. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well. Once we're doing MoGraph full time, sure. Let's do there that. There you go. So uh, we'll start off with Nifty Gateway. Uh, uh, the first one, uh, Andrea Bonacito, um, will be doing a drop. This one's tonight, uh, which is cool. I like their work. Very vivid. Super pretty. Very colorful. You know, really cool looking stuff. Uh, I really like that. So I think there's a collector's drawing and then another open edition and then a ranked auction. Oh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's cool. The I like those open edition auctions. starts 30 minutes early. So it's okay. 530 central. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, that's that one. And then Glenn Wexler um, is doing one called uh, Impossible Realities, which I think is really cool. I really like that uh, Ring of Fire one. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's pretty cool. So there's a few... Uh, yeah, some some neat work from there. Uh, next up on the 16th, tomorrow, uh, artist by the name of Vex. Uh, oh, yeah, super neat stuff. Very illustrative and stuff. Uh, really cool looking stuff. I like it. So, hmm. is, yeah. that a, is that a, uh, it's not a Houdini reference, is it? What? Vex. That's two oh. Vexes, though. I, I have no not. idea. No. Uh, next up on the 17th, Trevor Jones is doing a collaboration with Ice Cube, which I think is really hmm. interesting. Um, Trevor Jones, I, 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 I'm mad at myself because uh, uh, I bought a Trevor Jones at one, one point and I, I freaked out and panicked and then tried to sell it <laughs> and like hmm. ended up making like a dollar off of it. And if I would have held on to it for a couple months, it would have gone up to four grand, you know? Hmm. So uh yeah Insight, right well trevor jones had some interesting things with uh like uh man the tracking on that is terrible <laughs> <laughs> i mean we know how the we uh, know how the sausage is you know made, how the sausage is like yeah. come on just get some mocha up there just motion track it <laughs> anyway i mean i got a tutorial about that from like years ago come on hand tracked artisan yeah. hand tracked yeah Anyway, uh, Trevor Jones and Ice Cube, that one is on the 17th. Um, on the 18th, uh, Fabrizio Plessy uh, is doing a drop. 
Oh, this one was cool. Is this a projection map? I don't know. It's called The Golden Age. It's a series of uh, five digital artworks leveraging NFTs. So I'm not sure 100% what it's about, but I did see the projection mapping, and that was really cool. So I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Hmm. Interesting stuff. Um, Next one is Lefty Out There is doing a drop on the 18th as well. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah. So this, this was just the website. Um, uh, neat looking stuff reminds me of the, uh, what's that artist from the nineties? Um, anyway, uh, uh, neat looking stuff. I don't know what the drop is going to be, you know, what it's going to look like. So interested to see. So cool work though. Uh, next up, we've got makers place, uh, today on the, or tomorrow on the 16th, Bert Muscatin, Muscatin, I believe, uh, cool, like little, uh, uh, pop culture type things you know references to uh pop culture and stuff oh Um, that's the alien from uh yeah from uh that one movie yeah that one men in black so love the tiktok stuff that's funny oh nice better call saul (laughs) so uh neat stuff from my tiktok pills right uh neat stuff from uh pop culture next one on the 17th frank frazetta uh is doing a drop called heroines of frazetta uh this one uh, frank is a uh, I, there, yes, there's some nudity there. Sorry, uh, oh not boy. Said before. Yeah, I should have said something. Um, but uh, uh, Frank is like a very well-known fantasy artist, uh, been around for a while. You know, who's done a lot of these uh, uh, fantasy art type things. So super cool. Uh, on the 18th, Javu Erez and Marka, I believe, are doing a uh, thing together called "We Are the Champions." Uh, you know, celebrating different like sports things and stuff like that. I really like it. I love the illustrative look of everything. So super cool looking stuff. It's cool. I like yeah. little arcade thingies. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. yeah. Really neat. Very detailed. I like that. So that's what all yeah. I've got for the uh, drops for this week. Um, uh, for community drops, uh, Billy Gernge is going to be doing another drop sometime this week. He wouldn't give me any information oh. at all. No information. But, but his super rare drop was great. Yeah, see, we were yeah. all on the Discord so, cheering uh, him on. Yeah, it was super cool. So last week he did his super rare drop, and uh, it ended up getting to 11 ETH, which was super cool. So congrats to Billy on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Um, and then I don't know if we mentioned it, uh, but... Ryan. Uh, well, Ryan, yes, Ryan, uh, Ryan, Talbot Ryan Talbot also sold another one of his pieces along with his series of stuff. Um, uh, I believe it was $55,000 or something. I don't know how much that was in ETH, but that's pretty cool. And then a huge shout out to people. Congrats people for, you know, not only being on Jimmy Fallon, but also selling human one, you know, it was a $29 million, I believe for uh, human one after fees and all that stuff. So that was really cool. I was watching that live while I was uh, away checking out a camp for camp MoGraph, you know, it's cool. Uh, Dave, I put a link in the chat. I don't know if you want to look at it, but that's the OpenSea link for some of the Smearballs oh. Dead Mouse collabs. You know, if you want to take a look at it, you can scroll down all the way to the bottom and see some of the ones that people have already bought. Oh, just see how yeah. it looks. Yeah, yeah. because uh, Smearballs did a great job. Like, they're, it's, it's typical Smearballs, you know, fashion. You know, they look really, really good. And I love that you can see both the... Uh, Every the, single one of these says content not available right. yet. Right. Keep scrolling down all the way to the bottom. Oh, it's like it's still making them. Yeah, those the so they kept 300 okay, gotcha. out of that drop uh that oh, they nice. could get, do giveaways and stuff like that. But yeah, if you look down at the bottom, I mean, look at that. Super wow. colorful, really so cool, cool. So cool. Great looking stuff. 
Yeah. See, and if you yeah, click we're on, gonna have to talk to him about the process. So click on one fun. of them, uh, and you'll you'll see. So right there. So this is like the actual like three D. Uh, yeah. G- GLTF. You know, thing. Now, uh, go down a little bit, and you can see the full <laughs> image. Oh my gosh, the full image. No, go up. There's a little uh-huh. link right below the description oh, okay. that says "full image." Then you click on that and see. Gosh, then you get yeah. the full image uh, uh, NFT if this actually shows Ooh. up. Yeah, that might might take it a ben, second. Uh, OpenSea's been see. really slow today. So it has I don't been. know. It's I noticed stupid. that. How do Whatever. they bloody generate that many? It's, I don't know the exact way that he does it, but I mean, they've all got individual ears, they've got individual faces, they got individual mouths and individual eyes. And so you create multiple, you know, multiple different versions of all these things. And then through some no, Python I can't coding. I understand how would you go around the still or pre rendered sequence, but that was a 3D thing. Yeah. 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 He's got I, I, a program he's using and yeah, I don't all know. this. I, he he said he'd come on the show like next next year after January and and talk about the process because yeah. I was like bombarding him with questions about like it's, how this is done and it's really like, cool. It's very there's very a program cool stuff. to do the 3D. There's a yeah. program to make sure that it's not making anything that's too similar. Yeah, there's all this Python code that somebody mm-hmm. helped him with, and uh, you know it yeah, it seems coding. like it went well. Yeah. 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 So, oh boy, cool stuff. look who's oh here. Oh boy, look who it is. <laughs> hey, Matt. What's up, Dorothy? I heard Hen is gone, but uh, I'll give you some words of advice on that. Mm-hmm. There's an old saying that goes, don't put your dog in a baseball game because he'll get walked. I don't get it. Just think about it for a minute. <laughs> right. It'll make sense later. Okay. Anyway, I'm sure everybody's going to move over to my new platform anyway when it launches. Uh-huh. It's going to be called Pavlog. Oh, god! Does that name ring a bell? Oh, I'm, it's, it's, it's making me salivate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I got to go. Got some friends and I. We're getting together online. We're going to play some pug G. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. That was bad. <laughs> Well, at least the pig wasn't here this week, at least right? The pig, maybe I don't Get know. Is those, the pig coming? <laughs> those pig jokes, right? Yeah, maybe next time we'll hmm. see. Uh, did we cover? it? Man, that was a lot for the drop today. That, that was, was that was a long show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's go back to the regular show. For anyone who has any drops, if you want to shill it on the show, feel free to reach out to us info at mograph dot com, and uh, we'll, we'll give a looky looky loo. You know, thirty All people right. left the chat. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. All right. Let's uh let's go back to the regular show. Here go we back go. to the regular show. Drop Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. Thank you so much for yes, being on the Andre, show. Thank you today. so much. Yeah, Thanks great for long, having long me, guys. show. It was it was really good to meet you, you know, over Skype and stuff and uh yeah same same because Clint was oh so many amazing guys. At least now I know some of those guys. Appreciate we're it. gonna have to hang out in real life and grab a beer or something like that at some point. Or maybe we'll come over there. Yeah, you know, if the yeah. country will let us out. You yeah, know, right. Get over there, uh, <laughs> you know, do do some sort of European meetup or something. Yeah, we got, we got to. to the Mograph yeah. Euro meetup. Let's do it. Ice the Iceland meetup, right? Well, we're gonna Iceland, do an Iceland. Yeah. We'll do Iceland. You know, and that'll be more of like a rest and relaxation. Or maybe we'll do that on the way home after we do the massive tour. Right, but we'll start off in uh, the UK, 
maybe head down to Paris, Barcelona. I don't know. Uh, Everywhere. I would, re- I, w- I would really much want to visit the U.S. To be fair. All right. All right. Then we'll we'll bring you in for like camp or something like that. How about that? That, that Burbank is that area of yeah. LA or something? Yeah. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a Just few companies I want I want to visit there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. If you can Just make it out. next month, come on out. Yeah. Nah, not next nah. month. <laughs> <laughs> next next year, while. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. We got plenty more meetups that'll happen. So. Yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, um, if people want to find you online, where can they find you? What's the best place to go? Mm-hmm. Well, YouTube would be the most colorful place to find out what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's Andre Libroff. That's it. Cool. Instagram, Easy Instagram, the same. Andre Libroff. Cool. And um, well, sometimes at this point we asked about upcoming projects, but we yeah. already know it's a big secret <laughs> to be a couple of years. So, secret. well, know. some studies from personal ones, some studies will come uh, in the beginning of the year. I think I want to sculpt oh, some cool. some stuff, some, something related with uh, characters. You know, really, really want to switch to that. I really yeah. wanted to always wanted to do something concept, something where I would be able to direct mood. Mm-hmm. But concept is not final pixel. I want that Hollywood level right. imagery. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I already know how to create landscapes, already know how to do hard surface, all, all that kind of stuff. Now, the, the last gap is characters from yeah. A to Z, from, mm-hmm. from yeah. sculpting to rigging. And uh, yeah, that will be fun. Because it can be hard to tell a story without characters. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, maybe you can uh, get on our Slack. We'll send you an invite and hang out, yeah. check out our Slack or our Discord. That would be amazing, yeah. yeah. Hop on video with us at the Discord, say hi sometime. Yeah. We're all nerding out on there all the time. So I appreciate yeah, you guys. staying up so late, by the way, as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yes. I won't be able to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Cool. Well, we're going we're gonna to get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes, leave a review. Uh, subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. It helps get our ratings up. You can say you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. You can also get the Render Things t-shirt hoodie and long sleeve tee and the That Render is Fire shirt, which you are only allowed to wear, ironically, unless, unless you're, you're shams. Yeah. And then, of course, the uh, MoGraph Blandishment shirt. All that at MoGraph.com. And again, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, MoGraph.com. Come say hi. Come get an invite to the Discord. Come get an invite to the Slack. And we'll see you there. Yep. So until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Andre. Have a good one. Later, yo. Peace. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. Industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SIGGRAPH, HalfRes, and local meetups. Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. 
what if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software. Learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.